uh, yeah, we still don't have like an intro, you know. Like well, I wrote I mean, we, have, we have that jam of music that you hear right now that we don't hear, but we can picture. We know it's going. We know it's yeah, jam is going. Mm-hmm. Oh uh, yeah, but we don't. Who needs an intro when you're as famous as us? True. So. We need no introduction. Yeah. As, as they say. That'd be a good tag team name. No introduction needed. Yeah. There probably already is one, but I just thought oh, I'm sure. That, so I'm sure it again. is. With all the indies out there, I'm sure. Oh, there's probably also um, a team called Fuck Hogan, which is the theme of tonight for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he's he's over. You can't you can't deny how over he is. But um Sean, Sean, what did we just watch? You want to tell them? Well, we're doing uh No Way Out two thousand two. Yeah, uh, No Way Out. The uh the acronym is NWO, which was Ooh. a real big deal this particular year. Yeah, this is um Oh uh, yeah, okay. We're yeah, watching thought, season oh, oh, four, oh, oh, episode oh, oh, oh. one of No Way Out. Our yes, favorite we are. season. Uh, I don't know why they do it, because like why do they have to do it? Like it's season one, all the seasons only have one fucking episode. Just yeah. you don't need just, just make it. Don't you just no. It makes just, sense for Raw. It kind of helps you find. Well, it doesn't help you find it if all you wanted to do was search like the year and then the episode in that year. Yeah, but like, no, it doesn't help anything. It's worse. It no, makes everything dumb. It's dumb. It's, it's dumb. It's the dumb. It's dumb. Yeah, no um, way out. Yeah, lots no of, way out. Lots of important stuff happened here. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, this was um literally this was leading up to the draft split. This was leading mm-hmm. up to like a, a whole bunch of stuff was going on at the time, and I've got a bunch of background <clears throat> from the Observer because okay. they've been talking to Nash and Hall at least since like the year before, and then Hogan as well. Like they they knew they were going to bring in the three of them, but they actually didn't know they were going to bring them in as the NWOs. We'll find out here. So according to the January 22nd, 2002 observer, or no 21st, I'm sorry. Um, although contracts were not signed at press time, barring an unforeseen change, it seems inevitable that Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash and Scott Hall will return to the WWF over the next six or so weeks. If not sooner, there are several scenarios that have been talked about. But the basic idea seems to be that Hogan, Nash, and Hall would head up a group of wrestlers which would be a renegade faction. They would be the lone wrestlers who appear on both Raw and SmackDown and on both monthly pay-per-views when the changes are made. So that's interesting. I think that would have been really cool. Um, but that's not what they do uh, no. when they bring in the NWL. So no, like, I was going to the- ask later, but I'll ask now. Do- doesn't this all go awry? Because doesn't Nash immediately tear his quad like... Um, not he's, because he's so it's not Nash tearing his because he's not at Mania, I don't think, is he? No, he's not, but I think he was fine. He they just didn't have quote unquote anything oh, okay. for him, so to say. But gotcha. I just assume go, he's not there, it's because he tears, you know, it's it's a, it's he a does tear his quad regularly. That is one of yeah. his six moves of doom, yeah. Okay, the, I, the, I couldn't remember. I was like, I just because I know <clears> like the hall, and I guess we'll, we'll get to it at the end, I guess, discuss what's coming up, but. Yeah, well, Meltzer continues. He says, while nothing is official, and even if it was, it would change at least 30 times between now and then to move to two monthly pay-per-view events looks to be shortly after WrestleMania. So he's kind of stumbling over the way he writes this, which a lot of people do complain about. But well, they didn't, he's, they, didn't, they didn't actually go to two monthly, right? Like, very rarely. I thought they no, just they, alternated. Yeah, there was a couple occasions where they would, 
Um, but like it was very rare and usually they just alternated. Okay. And I think, you know, that was smart because there's only so much money in the marketplace for wrestling fans and pay-per-views yeah. were expensive back then. Well, and so I know as just... a fan, it, 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 the Raw and SmackDown thing really kind of like fucked the, f- I mean, it was cool f- at first and then it immediately, you know, as it went on, it mattered less because no one, they just, you know, just disappeared. Well, it's because the, the idea changes and becomes convoluted over time. If you stick right, to the it, strict rules, I think it's actually pretty cool. And if they were talking yeah, about the NWO I mean, being the floaters between the two shows, I think that would have worked pretty well. But I, I think that would have been okay. Well, the, yeah, they didn't do it. And the, the only downside of it also is like, as a fan, now you're like, oh, well, if I go see SmackDown, I don't get to see X wrestler or, you know, whereas normally if you go, you're like, I'll get to see a, I'll get to see all the big names. Regardless, they'll be there doing something. Even if it's just standing on the ramp, doing nothing. <laughs> yep. Well, Meltzer says the uh, split of the talent into the Ric Flair company and the Vince McMahon company, with each getting a primetime television show and all talent except in the renegade group appearing on only one major show per week, was once again delayed indefinitely this past week. Rumors mm-hmm. coming out of television this week were that it had been delayed until after WrestleMania. It might as well be because it makes little sense to break up the company into two groups and then have both groups appearing on the same pay-per-view. Then again, one could say the same about having talent on both shows defeats the purpose of the split, which was supposed to add more jobs and give more wrestlers more more main television time. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the former may or may not happen. The latter isn't happening. <laughs> so that's uh, funny. He, uh, he says the new faction is likely to also include Triple H, who even in the earliest scenarios of the last year in the split had suggested being a floater who appeared on both shows. And that idea was strongly under consideration and possibly also X-Pac. While there are rumors floating everywhere regarding Shawn Michaels, the word we have gotten is that while anything can happen, that Michaels' name has never come up as a serious thought, serious thought in regards to this scenario. Mm. Hogan, Hall, and Nash all want the new group to be called the NWO and be portrayed as the outsiders, basically doing exactly the same scenario that increased both the popularity of WCW for 18 months before ultimately killing the entire company. <laughs> Um, yeah, so well, he's why, not, why, you know, why come up with new ideas when you just do the same thing again? Right. Um, it's it's funny, though, that they mention that Triple H, who even in the earliest scenarios of the draft split, wanted to float between both shows because that is what happens. Jer- he mm-hmm. goes on to defeat Jericho for the title at 18 and the world champion before they have two belts is allowed to travel to both shows. Yep. So even though they don't do this renegade faction, Triple H is like, no, I want to be on both Raw and SmackDown, and we're going to figure out a fucking way to do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. gotta, that's pretty much what happened. Yep. Give him respect, because Triple H always finds his way in the door, man. He really yeah, does. does. <clears throat> um, uh, Meltzer's gets, gets pretty critical of the way WWF does shit. You know, he says, McMahon is at this point against using the NWO name, both because it would appear he's recycling someone else's ideas. And because he's never understood the value of outsider philosophy, even when handed to him on a silver platter. As noted already this past year with the botched invasion, in 2000 with the radicals arriving, and instead of being pushed when they were fresh and at their drawing power peak, they were instead immediately jobbed out to top guys and established at a mid-level. And, most notably in 1991, when Ric Flair arrived, having never lost the WCW world title in the ring at the time, when such a thing was a really big deal. He is looking for more of an internal DX-like group, but not necessarily with that name. And as many would say, it also has a dated connotation. Clearly, the semantics are far less important than the execution. So, yeah, ultimately, that is what happens. It's more of just NWOs here. They're a faction. They're kind of like DX. Meh. But yeah. I really do think if they were the renegade group that was allowed to be on both Ric Flair's show and Vince McMahon's show, that would have been awesome. By the time the draft happens, Hogan's left the NWO. 
and Vince yeah. McMahon drafts the entire NWO. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when they they were like specifically pushing, like, you no, know, you can't draft tag teams. You could they'll get get split up. But sometimes yep. you can, and sometimes you just draft the whole. Like, what if I just, I draft the cruiserweight division? Like, <laughs> like the rules are nonsense. Just you no, know, as we've learned, they, in they wrestling. make no sense. No. Um, apparently, they signed contracts, according to the February Fourth Observer. Uh, Hall and Nash signed on January eighteenth, and according to friends of Hogan's, he signed on January twenty fifth. Uh, The plans change hourly and will continue to do so. At this point, it appears the goal is for the NWO to only consist of the three aforementioned wrestlers. At this point, Sean Waltman is not in the plans, but that has changed several times. At this point, there seems to be no no plans for Shawn Michaels' involvement with the group, nor for Michaels to wrestle, but that is not a dead issue either. Um... According to those in the company, Michaels' own feelings change with each conversation. One day he talks about making a comeback, and the next day he has a change of heart. Because of that, it's hard to make plans, and nobody, including himself, knows his body, knows how his body will hold up physically if he tries to wrestle, since his doctors have advised against it. With his recent cameos, it does appear, however likely, that Michaels would return into WWF television, even if it's in an out-of-the-ring role. Um, we know that that is eventually how Michaels makes his return is as a right. member of the NWO, which is really mm-hmm. weird, but that's it's, how it's we did odd, it. But it happened. And then he, he's only in the NWO. He's not, he's in the NWO. Wearing a cowboy hat with like a cutoff yes. t-shirt and yes. boy shorts. Um, yes. He almost looks like Stevie Richards. He has like yes. the, the short hair. It's really odd, but yeah, that's yeah. how he came back. <laughs> It, it happened. Um, it's there. Yeah. It's okay. I mean, I'm glad he, I'm glad he came back because it led to my favorite, Shawn Michaels. But Oh, yeah, and the Taker feud was just, well, the, yep. the culmination, he had a previous feud yeah, with Taker. But every, the, the every, every, every feud he had, basically, Fratma's comeback was gold. Hogan, the Hogan match is fantastic. That, that we, will, deserves, we will watch that. Yeah, yes, that's going to be its own standalone watch <laughs> match. It's so important. We should do a watch along with that match. That, where, yes, yeah. we could We could probably do that. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> at the point of the switch, says Meltzer, probably late next month, the split would likely open up many new spots on the roster. The plan is to bring up Brock Lesnar, Ron Waterman, Rico Constantino, and Randy Orton to the television roster, with Orton and Lesnar likely receiving at least minor pushed roles. Um, Who's Ron? What? I, I know three of those names. Yeah, so um, I definitely Ron know Waterman is the only I know, one I that I don't recognize I, off the top of my head. Yeah, I've heard that he, Brock Lesnar guy's name once or twice. He's an MMA guy, I believe. Uh, um, Ron Waterman is, but uh, yeah, I don't, think, did he, I, I don't remember him at all. So he says there's also a decent shot of bringing back either D'Lo Brown and or Haku. They do bring back Haku the the following Royal Rumble, if I remember. Yeah, yeah, correctly. yeah. Mm-hmm. The D'Lo's um, a weird one because he was never really like, you know anything besides an IC champ or was he the yeah. first year who's the first Euro continental champ technically wasn't he I think he was I think it was him to, to hold both it was either him or Michaels actually held both uh because Triple oh, H right because the, yeah he, their own version gave, of the finger poke yeah 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 which was that was better I like that I thought yes that was the lay down <laughs> the, f- <laughs> the fucking ridiculous back running <laughs> that was good, <laughs> that was good. I, I like that one yeah, well, Michael's and Triple H. But I also, I also, I also don't hate the finger poke of Doom. I think it was fine. I don't. People shit on it, but you know what? It, it's fine. I just thought they did it. It was like it didn't make sense. It was you know, it just didn't really make sense. You're like, well, why, Nash? You've been like anti Hogan for like, okay, what? You know what? Okay, sure. Yeah, you're you're in out the whole time. Okay. I, I got it. Well, 
um, from the observer that came out the day after No Way Out, so I have to assume this report comes from before the pay-per-view. Meltzer says, as noted last week, Hall, claiming to have kicked his now legendary alcohol and drug dependencies, showed up on the February 11th in Las Vegas and made a complete spectacle of himself in public where he had to be dragged into his hotel room to keep from further problems. Totally embarrassing <laughs> management that had gone to bat for him and pleading his case among wrestlers who, with few exceptions, were dead set against the idea of bringing in not only Hall, but also Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash back. To make matters worse, the next day in Los Angeles, when Steve Austin was told by Vince McMahon and Jim Ross of, of the plans to work an Austin versus Hall match at WrestleMania and to come up with an idea to build it and work together to get comfortable, Austin's response was reportedly something to the effect of why even waste any time? He's not going to be in the company by the time WrestleMania comes around and we all know it. So why start something when we know it's going nowhere? Austin yeah, was right. hardly the only wrestler to have those feelings as several wrestlers came to management saying they didn't want to work with Hall. So that's... Kind of brutal, but that's where they already were with Hall before he even debuted on television here. Um, Hall gained even more heat on himself when he, Hogan, and Nash showed up to do some production work in L.A. It was the first time Hogan and Nash had been around the current crew and were met with the expected skepticism. While Hogan and Nash, as everyone expected, went out of their way to be nice to everyone, the reaction to Hall was different. The big story was Hall was going up to the Dudleys and saying one of the two one of the two things as we've heard in two different versions of essentially the same story. Either he said to Bubba, that's a great move you have in reference to the 3D. I can't wait to kick out of it. Or mm -hmm. that's a really realistic finisher you have and then started laughing as to mock the move. While those who know Hall from WCW say that was typical Hall in that he's always pushing buttons and think, think the dressing room overreacted. But they could understand the feeling being that when the mood was so strong against him going in, him making things work worse for himself in the night before ex <clears throat> by exposing the having turned around his life story as a farce. Meltzer's basically saying because he's still drunk and he's still mm -hmm. on drugs, that it probably wasn't the time to be a smartass and try to get under people's skin and play this I'm an untouchable star card, which is um, right. a bummer. But he goes on to say, like, this is at a time when Eddie Guerrero was fired uh, for something that didn't occur in the location of a show. This mm -hmm. was, uh, he was fired for a minor car accident while he had a DUI on a night off after being released from rehab. And Brian Lawler, uh, Grandmaster Sexay, was also released for something that had nothing to do with him at work. Um, right. And they uh, at this time, it's before the wellness policy, which gets established when Guerrero uh, passes away. Um, at this time, they're basically only testing like guys who had problems in the past, apparently like William Regal and, and a few wow. others. But poor, um, poor, poor Willie. Yeah. I mean, Meltzer says that um, Scott Hall has more heat now than Buff Bagwell had when he was fired the, the year prior, which is. And I mean, it, it, yeah, and that's what I recall. Like, again, I didn't. Sean does all the background research. I, I just yell about matches. Uh, but I, I recalled it being something like. Hogan and Nash kind of won people over a bit in that they weren't being, you know, total assholes. Yeah. But Hall definitely wasn't. And then we, we, we see that because Hall and Nash or Nash and Hogan will come back like 18 times over the next several you know decades. And I, did we see Hall again? Maybe once or twice recently? Um, yeah, more recently. After it, his it's, it's only after, yeah, it's only after DDP got to him and DDP did yeah, his magical, you know, his magical thing and. 
fixed yeah. it. Well, although I think I think he's back to drunk again. I thought I heard, but I, I could be wrong on that. Hope he not. missed an appearance because apparently or something. Yeah, That's some Zoom something, appearance. Yeah. He was messed up or something. But eh, yeah, so. you know, it's it's whatever. It is. What he's it got, is. He's, but he's um, got enough money. He can do what the fuck <clears> he wants. <laughs> yeah. Um, the show, the uh, the No Way Out 2002, drew 15,291 in total, which was 13,484 paying. On February 17, 2002, from the Bradley Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, former home of the Bucks, um, there was a Sunday night heat match, uh, speaking of which, with DDP, who was the Euro champion, and Big Boss Man. I do not remember DDP being the European champion, but I, I also don't really, really remember the Euro title being around in this era, other than because Christian held it, and I think Lance Storm goes on to have it. Um, yeah, and then what, what happened? Doesn't Shane like lose it in his bag or something? Or that already happened? That I think that already ago. happened. I think that yeah. was. I think this is okay. And then, yeah, because Midian found it, so that was during the corporate ministry thing. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, this is um, you know, still WWF. It's before the name change. It's before the roster split. It's like oh. right. <clears throat> yeah, it's right before. I, yeah, I think the like next pay per view is is it right where they start the. Uh, it was the May, out. so it was the one after oh. Mania. Oh, Mania was still WWF, but then, and even the game, the GameCube game, came out, the cover said WWE, but the entire game had already been made and said WWF all over it. Well, because I, I remember in uh, in Prom Wars, and I think, uh, uh, what's the other, EWR, I EWR think it was, had come out it was like, this- it, it was actually WWFE. Like that was their. It wasn't just WWF or E. Yeah, that WWF was their e. stock symbol and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So they were already so, changing shit corporate. Yeah. Like they were gonna. They were gonna have a DBA doing business as WWF and then operate yeah. corporately as WWFE, but that didn't fly for the judge, and ultimately they just had to change the name. And yeah. then they did the get the f out campaign, which was probably which was the cool. most effective. I yeah. I mean, I do know when they revealed the new logo, all of us went, "Why wouldn't you just make the bottom of your squiggly line?" white the e yeah why why, why is it just, it? just says ww that's not, and and now we've got the new logo that I and those are the two in. words they don't use they don't yeah. say world wrestling they say entertainment yeah. all the fucking time yeah <laughs> they should just have a logo that says e but that's already a channel um uh, now, so is this is this the first is this like the the first time we see the mwo on a show is this their actual yeah. debut okay yeah, I think the only thing we saw was Vince turning around with it written on his chair. I don't think there had even been like video promo of them showing up, really. I might okay, be just wrong. Like a, okay. Uh, so I will but say like, right off the bat. Injected um, the poison. I, I think I that was what, really it. I, I don't know if this was actually the theme for the show or if it's like no. scrubbed over because oh, it's no, like it was it's like it's like generic rock into some really it, weird fucking porn music. Yes, porny wah <laughs> guitar. Yeah, I'm like well, are we are they gonna uh, fuck? So no, the original the original okay. theme song for this event was Feel So Numb by Rob Zombie. I had to look that up because so I you're was saying like, that, that you hold on, you're saying that song isn't by Rob Zombie that we heard. No. But oh, I'm also okay. saying that for somehow they've retained the rights to use Never Gonna Stop by Rob Zombie by Edge, but not Feel So Numb. And they're from the same album, not The Sinister Surge. Thanks, Michael Cole, baby. (laughs) Okay, so I heard it. I was like, this can't be real. (laughs) But I just like, why would you choose a song that in the middle has a fucking like minute and a half porn interlude? Like, I. And and they use it like three or four times throughout the show. So I was dying at first. But then by the like third time I heard it, I was like, okay, this is just ridiculous. Uh, It's. 
but after that after they do their talk that goes off and then we get uh we get start off with the nwo yeah um, uh, right so, away mm-hmm, immediately and i i'm gonna say that uh i think they've way the fuck overdid the camera effects for this because it yep. was fucking obnoxious it wasn't like it was cool in the nwo because like the original because they didn't do they just made it black and white that's all they did Mm-hmm. They yeah, here they drop the frame here, like, rate, which is like what they do. They do that for Gold Dust, which makes sense because they're making it look like film, right? They're dropping yeah. it to like twenty four frames per second. Exactly. No, it looks stupid here. Yeah, um, and not only is it black and white, but there's like added effects and I, I, film like, grain. Yeah, and it, it was dumb. And like I, I swear I don't even rem- did, like. I'm sure it's the same song, but I swear even their song. I was like, what's this weird part in the middle? I don't remember this. <laughs> I'm oh, sure no, it's always it's the been there. Song. I just yeah, yeah. I just never remember because usually they don't. It doesn't play that long because they take a while to wander out to the ring. I also think this is the early version of the song that doesn't have as many samples because as mm. they went on, it had more of the new, 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 new world order and like yeah, for life, yeah. for life. And this one really doesn't have. Yeah, I just, going. I just don't remember there being such a like. It was almost like probably like a 30, 40 second lull kind of. So I, maybe I just don't remember. I, I preferred the Wolfpack theme anyway, obviously. Oh yeah, well that's classic. There, I actually see more Wolfpack shirts in the crowd than NWO shirts because yeah. so I don't think they're selling them here yet, which is pretty dumb if you think about it. Yeah, because if you're gonna we, kickstart yeah. the show with them, then you might as well already have their merch in the building. Because fuck, yeah, it. I mean they did yeah. that with Punk. Yeah, like when he debuted, everyone in the arena knew they were gonna get it because they had yeah, Punk shirts. Already had it, yeah. Uh, so we start off with, uh, it, I'm going to say this now, the, the NWO usage for this entire show just is fucking weird. Yes. Like, I mean, they're trying to tease that they're going to be a face faction. That yeah, Vince basically. And, that they're and, be good I'm guy. sure Meltzer also got irritated by this, because I know a lot of people do, but I, why do we have to go so overboard with them? With Oh, we're Marks too. Just, okay, shut up. Stop. Don't. We got yeah. heat with the boys. Do we? Okay. We, do we? Yeah. Can we not? Do we have to do this? No. Yeah. He, also, he doesn't um, even give it much time of day because he really yeah. just hates Holland Nash and he mostly just wants to rate the matches. I mean, and also tell. there's there's one fun part there uh, where they say that there was profanity used against them and they were called company killing bastards. I you know I no, can't. Man. I don't think that's profanity. It's not really profanity. I don't think. No. Not really, uh, but you know, whatever. But they're a bunch of marks, and uh, yeah, <laughs> they made a fun joke. Hall might have a beer with the boys, and they're both like, "No, no, no, no!" Like, yeah, ah, no. there we go. Mm-hmm. If someone's an alcoholic, you got to mention it on TV. A classic. Oh yeah, and and yep. uh, th- yeah, they thank Vince, and I guess that's kind of a heel thing to do. And then they just walk off. Uh, oh well, yeah, no, I mean, like they give it to Hogan, who says, "God bless Vince McMahon, God bless you fans, and God bless America." <laughs> yeah, like, okay, you know, and I, I recall, like, I know that they work together a lot, but I've heard Nash before. He's always been like, I never liked Hogan's promos in NWO because he just does his normal promo. Mm-hmm. But he's got. But he's a bad guy now. He's like it doesn't make any sense. Which is yeah. why I think Hall did. Hall did do a lot of the talking for the group yeah. in WCW. He he did a lot of it. Oh yeah, for sure. And so did I mean like so did Nash, but um in a different way. I mean like I don't know they 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 all had their moments, but Hogan also feeds best off of Mean Gene. Just sitting yeah. there by himself with a mic has always I mean, been shit. awkward for Hogan. Yeah, because it's oh. just ramble. He just gets rambling and forgets what he's saying and just starts repeating himself. You're like, okay, 
No yep. way now. <laughs> um, but I just think it's fucking weird to kick off pay-per-views this way. This isn't Raw, and uh, I believe, and a lot of people believe, that the crowd just died because they they didn't bring them in in a surprising way. They brought them in to kickstart the show and no, then did awkward skip through the whole if show. If they just brought them in and they debuted at the end like they did, I would have had less of a problem with this. Yeah. And I think I mean, most I still had a problem out. with that, and I can't. Be- we'll get to that, but I can't believe they convinced Stone Cold to uh, let that happen because I know yeah. Austin doesn't like any of them. So, so I was um, yeah. when I was taking notes while I was watching this. I might have missed it, but did they even mention really that there was going to be a tag team turmoil match before Scotty came out, or did he no, just start? No, as out? far as I know, his music just came on, and I went, "Oh, I." Oh yeah, the hip hop hippo. We're in that. We're into that era. Good. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, no, and they also didn't, I didn't say what the rules were until it. the match. They didn't say what the match even was until it started. Okay, yeah, that's what. Because I, I was like, okay, here's Christian Landstorm. This this is an odd pairing of both teams. Like, if you really think about yeah. it, they work. But it's like Scotty and Albert was a weird short lived team. Christian Landstorm was a weird short lived thing. Yeah, um, so uh, yeah, my notes are uh, first up is a tag team match of some sort. I don't have the card pulled up, so I have no idea. Oh, tag team turmoil. Don't know what the rules are, but Scotty and Albert are out there. Cool. Oh, yeah, so right here, as they're coming out, JR uh, tells you what it is. and It's basically a gauntlet match. Winning two teams wrestle, winning team moves on to the next team until we have a winner. They don't okay. announce all the yeah. people in the match. There's no graphic. There's no graphic. There's nothing. So if you're hard of hearing or if you have your sound on mute, you have no fucking clue what happens. And you'd think until this, you'd, you'd think this would be a bigger out. deal because they they announced during the match at some point that the winner goes to WrestleMania to wrestle for the titles. I'm like, well, you'd think this would have been a bigger fucking deal than just, ah, fuck it, throw it out there. Who cares? At this um, point, it, I think... As we find out with the tag title match later in this event, I think the tag division is so fucked that no matter who wins this match, Dude, it's every, better than what's going so on. Everything's so fucked because, I, spoiler, Kurt Angle wins a match later on that sends him to WrestleMania, except we yes. know that Kurt Angle ends up in the mid-card wrestling Kane. So <laughs> just, yeah, and we're we're a month out of Mania. We're not like, this isn't like, you know, SummerSlam. We're, we're at Mania. Yeah. <laughs> so they're still like scrambling on what the fuck are we going to do? Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> this match uh, kind of meh, no, very meh because a it's it's one of those matches where I think they got like fifteen minutes total, but there's six teams in it, so you basically have six matches you have to fit in a fifteen minute window, right? And so not a lot happens other than they just do a spot like the the first match technically Albert and Scotty get eliminated in like I don't know a couple minutes. It's not nothing happens. Nothing happens. Crowd loves the worm. We know that. They love the worm. Yeah. They love worm. I mean, like but... there's um there's a spot where I actually wrote down I think Albert might be stronger than Cesaro because I mentioned that too. Yeah. He just store yeah, he just like Storm, he just lifts him up in a gorilla press and Storm's not helping at all. Yeah. yeah and he yeah, he just grabs him by the balls and just up he goes. He does a giant swing and just like absolutely throws Christian, but he doesn't even look like like letting go of Christian doesn't have any effect on Albert. He's standing in the exact same position. It looks like yes. he just dropped him and he just flies yeah. across the ring. I was like, yeah, he's strong. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Scotty and Albert, without anything really happening other than that, they're out. Next up is yeah. the Hardy Boys, who I guess are making a return or something. They said, but they didn't well, yeah, say why was, or what from. 
Well, Vince was trying to split them up, and then it didn't work uh, because the crowd was like, I don't want to see him split up. And Vince really wanted to split them up, and he eventually does with the roster split. But he's yeah. like, oh, this isn't the right time. So he put them back together, and I think this is one of their first matches back as a team. Well, because I, I remember at the Rumble, it was kind of like a, oh, look, it's Team Extreme. They're back together finally. And like, where they right. I don't even remember them not being together. There so, was some okay. teased dissension, but it didn't really work until Vince split them up like with the roster split, which right. I mean, that gave us version one. If it gave which us is, anything, yeah, fantastic. So there's that, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so so uh, so here we go. Referee stupidity number one of the night. Oh man. Uh, so the ref didn't see the tag, right? So the next team in. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I'm jumping ahead. Um, the Hardy Boys are there. Nothing. Literally, the only notes I wrote. Nothing unexpected. Hardys eliminate Storm and Christian because it was like. I don't know, a minute. It Nothing happened. And then the yeah. Dudleys are out. And so the Dudleys are doing their thing, and they tag while the ref's distracted by something. I don't remember what. I don't care. But the ref then goes over to the fucking heel team of the Dudleys and goes, did you guys tag? I didn't see it. And they're like, yes. And he's like, okay, tag. I'm like, what? No. Yes. <laughs> Stop. Just come yeah. on. Uh, pervy, uh, pervy king here is talking about okay. measuring Stacy's legs. Yeah, Jr. is like just, just shit, man, just, cut it out. Yeah, Jr. is not in a king mood tonight. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a there's a, a punch right to Bubba's cock by Jeff. I think he was aiming yeah. for his stomach, but he he hit him in the dick, and Bubba sold it like he punched him in the dick. What was with that fucking weird <clears throat> double Russian leg sweep <clears throat> to Bubba? The, yeah, the one that didn't. Like, yeah, I don't, so it looked like I don't know what Jeff and Matt were doing, but they like it looked it like looked Matt like, was going for like that's the side effect, basically. And then Jeff did like a shitty Russian leg sweep during it or something. Yeah, but they both go down before Bubba and it looks like yeah. he pushes off of them and it just looks like stupid awkward. And it JR does. doesn't even know what to say. He's like domination that, offense there. That, that was that was that, was that was a maneuver. What a maneuver. <laughs> Uh, like and, the domination offense, like what yeah. And so then we get we get a, we get the you know the lady fight. You have to have one of those. Uh, the Lita Kirana. It's her Kirana. It's not good. Don't do it that looks, move. It, it's a dumb move. It honestly looked okay on Stacy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. And so a big flipping sent on by Jeff onto the outside. Um, I will say this: uh, the only move Jeff does that looks like it doesn't hurt to take from the top rope is the Swanton because he barely touches them. Uh, this one, he just he didn't like make it easy for anyone. He just flipped and hoped for the best that they catch him because like it, like a lot of wrestlers will try and flip so that they can kind of land you know to their feet a little bit. Nope, he just flipped ass crack first. Yeah, well, there's another right stupid distracted ref spot here where he's just staring <clears throat> at Jeff outside the ring. Oh, there's wow, there's a lot of stupid yeah. ref shit that's going to be going on this show. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a lady fight, and then uh, Matt catches Devon with the roll up, and uh, they 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 win. Pulls, They're pulls gone. his pants. He's actually pulling pulling the pants. I saw. Yeah, so he's healing it up, and uh, the, uh, the the Dudleys are angry, and they hit a shitty looking three D. I thought, but not yeah. not good. Stiff. No, it, no, it, not yeah, just, not good. Like yeah, not good. Stiff. Like Jeff just spiked into the ground with his shoulder. <laughs> Yeah, his chin looked like it hit uh, Bubba's shoulder really hard, like yeah, punched up, like ouch. Yeah. Um, uh, so immediately, uh, Billy and Chuck come out, and they immediately beat Matt. Basically, 
yeah, they, they, you know, they were set up to lose. And I think it's funny. I forgot that Chuck had pigtails before he cut his hair, even though we just saw yeah. him in the Rumble. Like, I keep forgetting that. But yeah, uh, APA is out right after this. And Bradshaw's like already walking out with his clothes line and arm prepped and ready. Yeah. Like, he's like, I mean, I, I will say the APA got a good pop. I'll give him that. Yeah. Because uh, um, the crowd really hates, you know, Billy and Chuck because, you know, are they? Well, <laughs> we know no, but. But are they? It, but yeah, in storyline, are they? They act like, um, but they're not. I can't believe that happened. Like, could you imagine if a wrestler now did a gay gimmick, and at the end of it, they're like, "We were only doing this for attention." Like, del- yeah. canceled. They'd be canceled yeah. immediately. <laughs> but you know, uh, it's Billy Ass, uh, which it is yeah. it's Billy Ass and the Ass Men. This, uh, this, this goes. It's it's almost like Farouk and Bradshaw are not happy to work with this gimmick either because oh, they are oh, it, pretty they're stiff. stiff as fuck. Yeah, it's, <laughs> they always are, but they're really, really not happy that they're working with this gimmick. So, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so clothesline from hell onto Billy, who does he the takes flippy. his head off with that? He does yeah, a complete does the, flip. Quick yeah. reminder. Uh, Billy Ass is six foot three, two sixty. So that is yeah. not a small man doing a complete no, somersault. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, hooray! APA wins and gets a title shot at Mania. Three out of ten. Meh. It was five. I wonder I don't know. if the, uh, the BA Meh. on the toys when we were kids, the the BA Billy Gun. I wonder if that yeah. stood for Billy Ass, and his full name is Billy Ass Billy Gun. But you know, uh, we, where's Dan? Where's Dan House? Is he around? He probably will tell us. He or maybe it's Billiam. Billiam ass. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the match was. Eh, I gave it a three out of ten. It was too rushed. Yeah. No one got to do anything. It felt weird and awkward, and it was unannounced. Well, it might have yeah. been announced, but I fucking had it. Sat, didn't sound maybe like they had a, a song they couldn't scrub, and they were like, "Well, shit, we can't put the porn music over this." But uh, <laughs> I miss badass Bradshaw. The business is a better place I, for having I mean, that JBL. I, but I like, agree. That's what I was thinking. This whole thing, I was like, you know, it's weird because I'm so I, I, you know, I was, you know, at this point, what was I, twelve, twelve? So like, I remember yeah. JBL when I was like thirteen, fourteen. I remember that more because that was, you know high school kind of time i remember yeah. better uh and i i love jbl everyone that didn't like jbl is the, he's a wrestling god okay <laughs> it was such a I mean, dumb yeah. but good it's just gimmick. that he's way cooler with long dark hair and some facial Absolutely. hair than like dentures Although, it's, in it's, it's just funny though like it, like no one up till here has always been badass texan men like no one knew oh he's actually a secret fucking genius <laughs> <laughs> come on man. muggle and speaking Ugh. of die jobs and muggle here comes frosted tips Michael Cole. Uh, did, what did, uh, did Melzi give that one? Did he give that one anything, or did he just? Oh, uh, I skipped ahead of that. I'm sorry. What did you give it? I gave it a three out of ten. But that's okay, being three. nice. It could have been three less. out of ten. He gave it a one and a half. So literally, you guys are pretty yeah. on par there. Okay, good. I thought that's what I like to see. Yeah, uh, we get a uh, frosted yeah, tips, fr- Michael frosted, Cole. Yep, I forget. Yep, the, the the frosted tips is still going strong, and this is, I think. Doesn't Michael Cole very shortly become like a full-time commentator? I think it's pretty soon after this, right? He's probably already is on SmackDown, but okay. maybe not because Taz well, no, is. I, I think because Taz I, is still I don't, wrestling. We have to into that, but yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Th- I think Cole might still be like just a, you know, backstage one right now, or like maybe he does one of the the C shows possibly. Yeah, because because I, I think I think Jr. and King do both shows still, right? I think that's. Until the split, I think I think they're both shows, but yeah, King had just recently come back from Paul Heyman doing it for a while. Um, 
we're already setting up Taker versus Rick here for Mania. Taker interrupts Rick, and uh, I think this is seriously the only time in Taker's career that he sounds very natural on the mic. Like every other promo we've ever seen from him in, in any other time, he sounds well, I mean, so... Yes, for sure, Like, because he's not trying to be spooky evil man. Uh, however, yeah. it still doesn't... St- I was left kind of like, huh? So uh, basically the gist of this is uh, Taker sees Flair. And yep. Ric Flair sees Taker. And that, yep. that and then he leaves. I'm like, well, so did, they, did Taker just admit that he's like peeping on Flair? Is that are we is that where we're going? Taker is gonna become the underperv? Uh, you know, maybe he learned something from DDP stalking his wife the year yeah. before. Yeah, or yeah, you, that whole GTV, maybe it was stood for fucking great American Taker. Well, it was supposed to stand for this next guy making his way to the ring, Goldust. He uh, was a surprise in the Rumble the previous month, but we see in some video his raw return as he attacks RVD while some video of him is on screen. Classic heel Goldust presentation of like stalking his opponents, the head games and flirting Uh, and stuff. I'm going to be honest with you. I skipped a lot of the packages for this show. I just blasted through them because I was like, you know, I, I... they're not like at their peak goodness yet. No. Well, and, and like, when they are, they're replacing the music. Uh, two of the packages yes. have the porn song in this. Yes, and uh, the, that was one of the big problems. Like, the, like <laughs> the cre- like the Triple H Shawn Michaels Young Grow Old. That was perfect, perfect for that feud. I, we're gonna get some like just porn music. I, I know it. I can feel it coming, and I'm gonna hate yes. it. <laughs> Speaking of crappy music, this is the crappy version of RVD's song. Yes, it's not it still one of the kind. Have the good one. We're waiting. It, it's soon. We're waiting. It's it's yeah. gonna. It's on its way. That's all that but matters. But he is and over as fuck. And he I is. Mean, and this is I, Wisconsin. Every time I see, yeah, he's from Michigan, so maybe it's that. But I don't. Know. I don't think so. I think no. He's just RVD's over. just always been one of the most over guys. Just I yeah. think for all like because I don't think. He in WWE, he was never a heel. He was always a face. Even right. in because yeah, he was always a face. I think the only time we really ever saw him a heel was in his like early ECW when he was with uh, Alfonso, and he was still they still cheered the fuck out of him. They just booed. Well, yeah, he was a face know. when he was in the Alliance. Like he yeah. was in the Alliance, but he was always like the ooh, is he? He's still good guy. Don't yeah. worry, he's, he's not really guys, Paul Heyman's like, friend. Yeah, like even when they like even with Austin when they made him a heel, like no one wanted to boo Austin. They well, they still wanted to cheer him. It's like that with RVD. He's just he's a face. He and, was so uh, I, over. I was, he's how they turned Kane. Yeah, and it's cool that we got to see this because this is our. I think this is the first time we got to see him in singles action. I think we just saw him in the Rumble, but um, yeah, his art, his move, he's his offense is like just so unique and it's so good. Everything he does yeah. is like it, nothing he does. You see like other wrestlers doing. It's just him that does them, and it's it's pretty it's awesome. Yeah, Goldust has a great clothesline. He's got yeah. some really interesting stuff. Um, that I don't know. I like the way these two work together because because RVD it's it's not just a quick spot fest of a match. Although they do kick it off with a lot of that because they want to yeah. get the crowd to, behind RVD. Yeah, so RVD like, gets some of his stuff off, and then uh, Goldust slows it down pretty pretty slow um there's a cool spot they do where again i've never seen i'm seeing all kinds of new things lately i don't i it might have happened i don't remember the catapult well no that one too there's a couple cool things here um uh no well i'm trying to think what it's like so it was the one where they locked his feet so he locked his feet up on the rope like on the top turnbuckle and then like 
went out and like gave him like a chin lock back onto the pole. It looked really cool. Oh, and yeah. I, I don't know that I've ever seen. It's almost like that backbreaker we saw at the, one of the shows we watched recently on the. It was just interesting. Or that was yeah, it was like fucking Spears I think did that, but. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he does get all of, he, gets, he gets all of his stuff. Hmm? King starts pissing me off in this Yo, match because yeah. he keeps talking about movie quotes and like he's like, oh, you know, my Cops. favorite movie quote is American Pie. And the girl oh, says, God. you know, the one time at band camp, I stuck my flute in mine, and then Jr. cuts him off like, hey, cut it out with that. And I'm like, why aren't you talking about the fucking match? Because he's like yeah. asking Jr. what his favorite movie quotes are. I, I will, like, I, yeah, I will say, I, I, King had one good one, and I wrote it down. You ever hear of the Oklahomian? Who froze to death at drive-in? He went to see clothes for winter. <laughs> Get it? Because they're stupid and can't read. So he died. Ah, fucking king with the with the zingers. Uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff. There's an ugly bump that they that RVD takes. Uh, Sean mentioned it earlier. It's like a slingshot, uh, but Goldust holds on and he falls back across his knees. That mm-hmm. looks very unpleasant to take because you're just taking like the top rope to your collarbone region. Yeah, so probably he does not two pleasant. of them, and the yeah, second one, his knees are not quite in position, and it looks kind of worse. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. Uh, I mean, it's a cool move again. Uh, turn, yeah. I, I said here, I don't know if we need to see it twice, but okay, that yeah. is what it is. You know. And uh, yeah, the match um, slows down. Goldust is dominating. RVD picks up the pace. Um, RVD makes every DDT look like the most devastating maneuver he's ever taken. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but right They're here working. is where we're going to kind of veer off. Because I said right at this point, I was like, I feel like this is going on a bit long here. Yeah. And well, and they they start working some chin locks and clutches, but they're on the yeah. ground. So it's not like super boring. It's not like the wrist lock city we saw at no. the Battle Royal of Albert Hall. But um, uh, no, but the ending also was, down I, felt, a bit much. I felt like the ending was also a little bit flat because it was basically just like RVD did a move and then hit the frog splash and that was it. It's over. Yeah. Like, um, so, yeah. I do miss camera flash. All those disposable oh, and yeah. digital cameras going off when RVD goes airborne, gives it yeah, like an ambiance that cell phones do not have <clears throat> the same look. No, no and, not uh, at all. But yeah. RVD wins. RVD is the winner. <laughs> This was my favorite match on the card, just because it it didn't drag too much. Some of the other matches just dragged too much to me. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that when we get to them. I, I gave this one six out of ten, so I, I didn't like it all that much. It was int- it was unique, um, and it was okay. I don't know. I, I can't complain about it, but I, I'm not gonna go too crazy with it. Well, Meltzer only gave it one and a half stars, and uh, but he said really? this was the most unique match of the night. It was yeah. by far Van Damme's worst pay-per-view match in years because he was put in with an old-school stylist. Because of the style clash, Van Damme looks sloppier than usual. Still, what gets what sort of gets Van Damme over <clears throat> is that he still did a lot of his unique gymnastic moves that nobody else does. By an, but in doing a basic match, his weaknesses like selling and timing were terribly apparent. I didn't yeah, feel that. I, I, I can agree with the timing. There were a bunch of, like, every time he went to get in the ring, him and Goldust, like, it just, like, it was weird. Like, RVD yeah. was, like, not ready to go in, and Goldust kind of, like, half threw him, and RVD's like, oh, let me hop in. <clears throat> so it was definitely off, and, you know, it's, it's what it is. We're getting into Goldust. They're going to stop with the whole serious Goldust thing fairly soon, I think, and go into the ridiculous comedy, which is that's what I like Goldust for around this era. The stoop, the stutter, because he got electrocuted. 
Because that's what happens. When you get electrocuted, you then become a, a stutterer. That's that's canon. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, next we get a backstage bit with the NWO again, but this is probably the best one of the night just because of Austin. He he's so. just these no facials are perfect. <laughs> yeah. So basically the gist so we're gonna see this throughout the show is basically the NWO is trying to suck up to the people. Uh they they brought Austin a beer. Uh, a six pack or a, yeah it's it, funny because uh Meltzer writes a 12 pack but i'm pretty sure it's just a little six pack um it was some beer and austin says thank you and then throws it over his shoulder deadpan the whole yeah. time no, nothing and just uh off he walks but yep. it's just it's just annoying because like i i now that i know the ending i guess i kind of get it but they're just they're acting so dumb like yeah oh it's still well, they're it's trying they're trying long. to go over the top and it's too over the top all they have yeah. to do is pretend to act sincere and that's already yeah. one layer enough they don't yeah, have, you don't to, have pretend to act like a pretend. fucking mark yeah it, they don't have to just... pretend to pretend to act sincere yeah. they just have to pretend to be sincere because they're not good enough actors that two layers yeah. removed looks realistic no <laughs> hey sean they should just be trying to convince us that they're sincere hey sean yeah. can you dig it sucker uh at least we get to hear his song thank god for that yeah well i mean they they gave him the treatment they gave him his good song they gave him the yep. pyro like they always were behind booker t's presentation they, until they, they that never triple messed h, until that triple h thing happened where well yeah. Yeah. we'll come to that when we come to it uh mm -hmm. but yeah I, I forgot that booker t and test were ever a team i seem to be yes, forgetting a lot of teams until they come out and go oh okay i wrote yeah. the same thing Yep, don't remember it, uh, but yep, Taz and Spike Dudley still champions, although, which is weird, so they've held the titles for about two months now, and uh, mm -hmm. basically what's going to happen is they're going to they're going to retain here, spoiler, uh, this is a tag title match, and then they're not going to be involved at all in the Mania tag titles, I don't think. No, I don't think like, so. They just drop them in the middle and they're gone. I'm like, well, then why would you have them hold them for two months, and then right before Mania be like, nah, never mind, like, just come on. It's Vince. Uh, again, I, I want to point out that Spike, that Spike is taller than Taz. Spike's oh yeah, point that out yes, again, just so you know. But uh, Taz's theme's good. We're we're not quite a Thug Superstar yet. No, well, actually, I think he might have already had it, but they're just not playing it because maybe Cypress Hill's just like, nah, you can't oh, play maybe. it anymore. Possible. Now, what were you saying? Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm. I think that maybe Vince was. Once he knew that Hogan and The Rock was headlining Mania, maybe he realized that this was going to well, be a very big Mania. Should have been headlining Mania. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. <laughs> yeah, that, we'll come to that too because I, I know that uh, one, Mr., one Mr. The Jericho was very unhappy about the spot his match was placed on the card, mostly because of Triple H's arguments. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, here we go again. Who needs tags? Legal men doesn't matter. Uh, I didn't write a whole lot. Like, uh, Jr. No. calls the Dudley Dog. Uh, he calls a tornado DDT a Dudley Dog. It was really <laughs> weird because he did like he went for like a tornado DDT and then like put his feet down and then he lifted him up again, and rotated again, and then they hit it. So I don't know if that was like a botch spot and they just panicked and went, oh, "Just do it again, just do it again." I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, there was great. a time when he tried to do a Dudley Dong and he got tossed to the outside. He yeah, just, that's, like, I mean that's yeah. that's standard. If it's not a spike match, if he doesn't get thrown 
aggressively over the rope directly to the ground. Um, when Booker T hits the scissor kick and then does the spinneroonie, if you look at Test, he's over there doing the five-time thing. Yeah, yeah. See, I liked Test. I did like Test a lot. I thought he was good. Yeah, well, he had but, testicles. You know, they were the did. greatest um, fans. So at this point, I'm going to call something out. We've now seen the same spot in two different matches, which, again, the producers need to fucking talk to each other so we don't keep seeing the same spot. because And it's a yeah. dumb spot. So earlier in the match, I didn't mention it in the tag match because I just I was like, that's dumb. I'm just going to move on with my life. But no, they did it again. So basically, Taz Test has a full Nelson, but, but Taz ducks, which apparently means that Test also has to duck. So I, first off, the full Nelson, you can't just duck. The whole point of it is you're trapped in the full. You can't just. Right. Oh, yeah, that like the whole point of the move is they can't move. And it's not like the bullshit one where they just put, you know, sometimes they'll just kind of put their arms over there. No, this was an actual full Nelson. So, right. no. Um, but, yeah, so Taz ducks in the full Nelson, which shouldn't happen, which somehow forces Test to also then duck. And then Booker gets thrown over the ropes. It's And, like, just, A, why would you do it? It's dumb. B, why would you do it fucking twice mm-hmm. <laughs> when it was dumb the first time? Like, it's just... It just proves the point we've been making. I think you made and seems to be reiterated that the producers care about their match and everyone else's match is irrelevant. Yep. They don't ask like, like hey, are you doing anything? Spe- Let me let's compare notes. Oh, shit. We're both doing that spot where the guy's dick falls out and then they, they do the helicopter. Ah, no. Well, and then also some of that falls on the talent, right? Because if these guys were watching the previous match, yeah, they would have exactly. gone, oh, shit, there's our spot. Because like, well, that's well, I mean. <laughs> If we're going to be honest, do you really think anyone in the back was watching that tag term? No. No, but I mean, you know what? To be fair, I've been at a music festival, right? Where two bands in a row covered fucking Paint It Black. Yes. Like two bands in a row. And they knew it. Like the second band was like, we know the last band just did it, but this version's reggae. So we're going to do ours anyway. And it was like, (laughs) why didn't you just change it? Could you just, Why yeah, you just had a chance to change your else. set? You acknowledged that you saw them cover it. Like it'd be yeah. one thing if you were the reggae band getting high in your tour bus, but no, you saw them cover it, and we're too lazy to change your set list. And that's basically what I'm seeing here. Uh, yeah, it's like if you're opening <laughs> band, like if you're opening for Maiden, you're like, we're gonna cover some Maiden songs. Like, no, don't do that. <laughs> or, if, or if you do that, or if you do that, go ask and be like, hey, Bruce. What do you? What's your set list? We want to do a, a cover of one of your songs, but you know we don't want to step on your toes and be the same fucking song. I think I heard um, that Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top did that with his, a band of his opening for Jimi Hendrix. Interesting. Like they played Hendrix songs. <laughs> yeah, like maybe one, like I, I wouldn't mind like you know once or like if or if it's a really cool spot in this case maybe you could do it but like not. We're, this is like within ten minutes of the last one. Yeah. It's yeah. not great. Um, um, so, yeah, it's, yeah, uh, it's kind of a but, Yeah, no, nothing really happens. Uh, te- so we get this test again. Test shoves the referee, the ref. who yeah. bounces off the rope and violently pushes Test, who then gets locked into the Taz mission and taps out. So basically, the referee won the match mm-hmm. because he caused this to happen. So yeah, was- I, I don't like it. Uh, this one got another three out of ten. We're on a roll here. <laughs> Well, this was um, oh, my least favorite one, match way. of the Taz night, and one. no one cares. But not to skip <laughs> ahead for the uh, 
the re- the entire event, but this did get the worst match pull from the Observer readers. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was the worst match of the night, and Meltzer rated it one star, which is the lowest he gave any match of the night. So pretty uh, much yeah. across the board, this was considered garbo. Yeah, I gave it three, and that was being generous. The entirety of my little like after notes where I wrap it up was no thanks, and then I went straight into the interview we're about to see. So that yeah, tells you anything. That match did not need to be there, just like the match didn't need to be there last week because they're treating the tag titles like nothing so just don't just don't put it on the show if you're not gonna you know why what it's wait it's a waste of time just don't do it yeah i think they're kind of intentionally diffusing the tag scene because they don't know what they're (laughs) gonna do once they have a roster split are they gonna have tag belts on both shows are they just gonna not have a tag division because there's been times when the tag division was really an afterthought this is one of them yes um and yeah it's well you can tell when it's an afterthought when the team that holds the belts are a random pairing. Mm-hmm. And like all the teams that are actually teams aren't, you know, not. Yeah, it's just, it's not, it's not good. Vince is well, never, the worst part of it, them Vince being has a never random been a big pairing. tag guy either, though. To be fair, Vince doesn't like tag matches. So, no, but the worst part about them being a random pairing is that Taz was a heel in the alliance and Spike Dudley stayed in the WWF while the Dudleys went heel in the alliance. Yeah. And that's how the Dudleys ended up heel. Yeah. So I, I don't remember how Taz turned back babyface. I don't it's, remember. It's probably it. what they did with a bunch of people after that. And they tried to sweep it under the rug. And just the next week they brought him out and they're like, Taz is here. He's been a face this whole time. Don't, 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 don't think about that stuff. Oh, oh Meltzer is super critical. I was reading through the notes around this time of basically how much they're just flipping people face heel, face heel. Cause it wasn't just Austin. It's like everybody uh, is the big show at this time. Yeah, Kurt Angle got the shit end of it too. So because he's a heel again here, but does not have any heat because he was just a babyface, and the only reason he has heat is because of his relation to Stephanie. So it's just kind yeah. of a meh. Uh, so um, we go, we go into the coach. I remember him. Remember Coach? He says yeah, he's, he's officially said he will never go back to the WWE because uh, he doesn't like Vince either. Yeah, because they brought the him Rock's back from his nice cushy ESPN job and then treated him like shit immediately. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, rocks out there and it's modeling pretty shirt. Ba- yeah, pretty basic. Uh, pretty basic. What we expect. He hypes the match with Taker. I, I said, or I assume they're having a match. Seems like it. I don't know. Uh, but you know how he's so fucking over here. There's not a single what while he's no, talking. No, not not one. one. However, it's very weird because this now this is in the back. This is backstage, but they play yeah. his music. Yes. And so I assumed, I was like, oh, so this must be the next match. No, they they then cut the music, and then I think there was something happened. It looked like they cut it out of the the replay of the broadcast. And uh, yeah. then we just have uh, Regal coming out. Or no, Edge. I think Edge came out first. Or, it I don't was know, probably a commercial out. for uh, Rob Zombie's Feel So Numb, followed <laughs> yeah. by another Rob Zombie song, Never Gonna Stop. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, also... I am. This is probably going to be my most critical match of the night because, Sean, we have a fucking item on a pole match. Yeah, brass knuckles on a pole match, bro. <laughs> and I, so, as you heard last week, or it was, I don't know, on our one of our last shows we did, they they they're feuding, and Regal oh, yeah, is sneaky with month. brass knuckles. That's his whole thing. And um, yeah. so, so immediately in this match, so here I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read my rant here. I'm just gonna read it as I wrote it. So are only the knuckles on the pole legal? Because they imply that only the brass knuckles on the pole are legal. Anything else is illegal. 
why wouldn't Regal just bring his own out? If they're legal, cool, he has his own. If they're illegal, he gets disqualified, retains the title, so why? Yeah. Just why? It, like, just, th- just think, like, R- Regal is already uh, proven he's a slimy heel. He doesn't care as long as he keeps his title. I almost well, wonder if this is a joke. I, I, it has, like, this is, it, so, it's just bad. I just noticed, uh, I just noticed that in my notes I actually spelled William Regal's name William Regad, and I'm going to leave it. I'm not fixing it. <laughs> well, you know, uh, there's not nothing wrong that. with that. JR says that Regal began fighting for money <clears throat> at the age of 15. Yeah. I wonder if Ricochet was uh, flipping for money when he bought his first ring at 16. Uh, yeah, we don't know, but a lot of, a lot of stuff, yeah, just, I, Sean, I hate objects on a pole i hate it i hate it so much (laughs) just just have a just have a fucking ladder match and put it up on the ladders knuckles on a pole bro we're gonna put we're gonna put nothing on a pole no poles if it's not if it's not in ewr it's not even a real fucking match type and on a pole is not an ewr i thought in general that this match was at some parts flowing a lot better than their previous one Oh, see, I um, there were still some to weird that. spots, though. I'm starting to chalk that up to Regal just liking to do weird shit that Edge does not know how to do. Like, I, yeah, uh, I just this whole match. I I don't know about the flow. I thought this one was worse. I didn't like it. There's a lot of weird shit. The stupid gimmick, constantly making it it even dumber. I I, I just don't know. Don't know. Yeah, well, there's like when he lifts Edge up on for what looks like he's going for a suplex and then just goes, never mind, and dumps him on the ropes. And Edge just weird there and eventually flips forward to take a flat back. I don't know. It was just weird. Um, Yeah, so uh, so here we go. Uh, We're getting into another next part of the rant. Um, So we've been told at this point that there are rules in the match. Apparently, the the, the, whoever gets so this is going to change later too when we get there, but um, they're they're in the crowd now and there's no count outs, they're not being counted out. So a no DQ match, maybe? So hit him with the chair or something. Um, but I I said here, so far, I think their last match was better. This one's been not good. Uh, that Regal puts him in a abdominal stretch and grabs the rope, and the ref asks him if he was cheating. And right here, my brain broke, because I'm like, who gives a shit? <laughs> you, yeah, right? you retain your title anyway. What, why does any of this matter? No, it doesn't matter. Um, but, I mean, Edge takes a sick bump off the turnbuckle onto the floor yeah. and, and definitely yeah. gets hard way blood clipping his mouth yeah. on the... Uh, well, the see, t- I, I say that. Area. Did he actually, or is that a, like, packet? Because, like, later on, it looks like it's fake blood. Maybe. But, I mean, he uh, he definitely hits pretty hard onto the barricade. <laughs> it... it it uh for some reason the added perspective of the pole he falls off of that yeah. turnbuckle with the pole and yeah. for some reason having the added like the scale of seeing how tall the pole is versus edge right. makes that bump to the floor look a little more devastating it than it does. normally would right after that there was a double underhook power bomb onto the floor and um here's where it gets dumb again my the next rant in the series <laughs> Um, so Regal goes for the Regal stretch. And at this point now I'm going, okay, well, so what if he taps the, the, the knuckles have not been retrieved. So do they matter at all? Or are they just on the pole for fun? Cause most of the time, the whole object is to get the thing from the pole to use it. But like 
So you can just end the match before you do the the you know the specified like just why just stop right. it. I hate it. It's so dumb. Well, and like and you're only allowed to use those knuckles, but it has nothing to do with who gets them, right? Because what yeah. happens is Regal gets the knuckles, but yes. then he loses them. He drops them, but then Edge picks them up. So like how's so? But yeah, like the rule is if if you get it, you can use it. Is what it's implied by Jr. But like yeah. Regal got them, but he dropped them, but they're still his. He got them. So if Edge yeah. uses them, he's now disqualified. No, what? No, no, Edge, it, no it doesn't make any sense. And and so in my head, Regal didn't cheat to finish this match. No, so because he pulls out a second pair of knucks, but he was the man to get the knucks from the pole before yeah. Edge flexed him off, which was yeah. kind of a dumb looking move. It was like a so side. There's a very ug- there's a very ugly spot in the mid in the midst of oh, this. Oh yeah, the other the double underhook. Yeah, yeah, so on the apron, Regal goes for a double underhook, and I don't know what was supposed to happen, if Regal fucked up, if Edge was supposed to counter it, but what ends up happening is um, he kind of, like, almost drops him, and then they both just kind of go flying off of the apron to the outside. Yeah, it's like they it, called their way out of it. They were like, whoop, that's not working, and they both saved this up. Yeah, he themselves. went to do it, and Edge was like, I'm going to die, and when he fixed himself he kind of pulled regal down it, regal it was, hit hard when he fell down yes he and, did. and lawler it says like wow did you hear that thud and i was like yeah it was a, I, it was a loud one um and so now okay so here, here we go we're going it, back into fucking stupid land chomp uh, now yep. the ref's counting them out you didn't yes. do it earlier but now you're counting them out and, <laughs> and no i it, no he doesn't jr no so the ref gets to seven and edge gets in the ring and then the ref yep. breaks the count. Yeah, that's not how countouts work. Nope. And so I literally, this is dumb. Who produces? I want them fired. This is garbage. Like it's just no. And Regal's still out, and now the ref isn't counting at all. So he right. stopped the count and didn't even restart it. He's just like watching Edge very intently <laughs> as Edge climbs to get the fucking knock. It's so dumb. And now the ref starts counting. He then counts. He's like, oh, Edge is a one. Stop! Just stop! <laughs> Just stop! Yeah, no, it's so dumb. Oh, and then yeah, the back suplex spot where Regal gets the knuckles, and now here we go. Now Jr. I took a note says whoever gets the brass knuckles can use them however they choose. So Regal just got them, but he dropped them, but he got them. So if Edge uses them, he loses, right? Who fucking knows? It's magic. No one fucking knows. And you know yeah. what happens? Do you know what happens, everyone? You know, you know what fucking happens? Exactly what we knew was going to happen. Regal had one on his dick again. Surprise. Yep. And he punches Edge in the cock and then in the face and wins. Yep. So literally, the point, like, the ones on the pole weren't used. They laughed. It, it, Two like, out of ten. This garbage, doesn't trash. do anything to protect Edge, and it doesn't do anything to give no. Regal more heat. There's just, just no stupid. point. It's just stupid. Their their last match was better solely because this is just the, the gimmick is fucking stupid. Two out of ten. I was match was asked. The gimmick was asked. The rules were asked. The ref was asked. This was all just and this is, Billy Gunn would have loved this match because there's so much. <laughs> it was yeah, fucking uh, terrible. <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Meltzer says, I actually liked this match. Oh my god. Really in the minority. <laughs> fucking kidding I me. think Regal's problem is that he's just too normal looking and a product based on Flash. Normal no. guy, normal physique, no spectacular moves, bumps, or high no. spots. No. Good Matt wrestler. Matt wrestling doesn't come much into play here. Regal used a double arm on a power bomb onto the floor and later a second one in the ring. Um uh, he does mention they did a scary spot where Regal tried a power bomb while they were on the apron. Edge reversed it, and they both tumbled onto the floor. 
But uh, yeah, he actually liked this and gave it two and a quarter stars. Which no, is not, he know. gave it two and a quarter stars on a scale of two zero to five. I gave it two on a two to ten. That yes. tells you something. <laughs> no, he's wrong, Sean. I, he's wrong. We're right. He's wrong. There's a reason we're big famous podcasters, and he just you know talks about he wrestling just sometimes. Has a typewriter. Yeah, a bunch of unorganized notes in his house. So, nah, so the the rest of this week is going to be me trying to scrub the memory of this from my fucking brain. <laughs> uh, but we're backstage um, with Kurt, which hopefully will make it better. And I forgot Lillian Garcia used to do interviews sometimes. I remember just because The Rock has some famous ones with her, but I don't really remember any other ones. I thought it was um, just yeah. I thought she only did them with The Rock, and I, I kind of figured because like I assumed you know they were banging on the side or what you know who knows, oh, but. Yeah. Um, so Kurt Angle is feeding the what chance? <laughs> I, 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 I love dweeby Kurt Angle. It's so fucking good. It's he's just wagging his head. Everything he says is just awkward and weird. Like he's a like he's a fuck. He's it's like he's your dad talking to you. <laughs> and, and Triple H would have made a terrible father. He says, "Oh, got him." And uh, <laughs> also, Angle is going to be Triple H's daddy tonight. And then I said, "Kurt, Kurt, no." <laughs> Kurt, no, just and you know he knew it was gonna sound bad, and that's why it was. Oh, I fucking love Angle, dude. He's so good. Oh yeah, um, we and that was the whole thing. Basically, back. yeah. All, all we no. hear, he's gonna be Triple H's daddy. This is the main point. Take it away. He's gonna be oh, his yeah. daddy. Yeah. Um, video package for Rock Taker. Um, yeah, I didn't watch every it. Every other match so far has been too cold, really, except for this one. Like, it, this so, is the first real feud match. So I will say one one of the problems I have with why I skipped the video packages this week, especially, is because everything we're seeing is literally from the Rumble on. So it's a fucking month. There's, it's hard to fill a four minute video with like three weeks of content. And I was like, and I just watched all this, so I really don't care. Yeah. Um, well, this Rock Taker one's interesting because I remember Maven eliminating Taker from the Rumble, but I don't remember the Rock making maven beat taker for the hardcore championship on smackdown and i'll yeah, show a little clip of that so there is a clip of taker choke slamming and tombstoning the rock onto a limo and i don't yes. remember that at all but that was nope, cool but it happened like yeah. um and this is this is classic biker taker i like biker rolling, taker rolling, 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 rolling. They, yeah they can keep that but they can't not have weird porn music classic yeah. why, why not just make that the theme like that would have sounded better than the weird porn music Taker you has no have bandana. the right to it. That, that was, was no that weird. part. That was weird. I've never seen him with no bandana with short hair. It's very that was very odd. Yeah, uh, but um, I, I still miss this. Really Taker. runs and down the ramp to kickstart this match. Very like, aggressively, yes. Uh, and they immediately start out with a botch of. I think it was supposed to be a swinging neckbreaker, but neck Taker breaker, seemed yeah. to have missed the spot and just kind of like rock Fell like bumps away. himself, and then Taker's like, "Oh shit, I better fall over." Ah. Uh, yeah, and um, so uh, this is where we're going to start splitting our opinion here because immediately what I've said at this point is I'm quite bored, Sean. I'm quite bored. I mean, oh, it's I like a singles match with no stakes. I don't know. The crowd's hot, but like the match itself, I'm just like, this is not. Nothing's really happening. I don't know. I uh, I thought that they worked pretty well. I liked the outside spot. I liked uh, well, Taker they, healing pretty hard, breaking really the dumb spot early on as well. So Taker goes for a big boot, but Rock dodges and Taker like gets his legs stuck on the rope and screams like it hurts, but then immediately goes, ah, and just looks around like, where's Rock? And acts like his leg is trapped there. But like, 
you just did a big boot and your leg went over it. So just lift it back up and that was dumb. Yep. Yeah. But he's yeah. like, he's just stuck there. He wasn't in pain or anything. He was just stuck there and looked angry. Like, darn you rock for causing me this. It's like, okay. Yeah, I don't like some of the way that he's trying to sell his frustration in this match. But uh, yeah, I will say yeah. Taker does have good. Uh, later on, we get some good Taker. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Faces. He's always been good yeah. at those. Well, um, he hits when they, they go outside. Uh, yeah. Like I said, Taker breaks the count, but then they go out again. Okay. Yeah. No, they, right here. Ref is counting them out. And then they leave the as soon as they leave the outside, they brawl up to a really dumb door spot. We'll get to in a second. As soon as they leave the ringside area, the ref he's like, oh, well. They're not outside the ring anymore. I'm gonna stop count. Like no, it's more. You should double count. You should count twice as fast now because they're yeah. So yeah, they go out through the crowd and I last last uh, review we did. I said I like crowd brawling spots. Usually this one was actually completely pointless because all they did was walk up and they got thrown through the exit door, which wasn't even it. Like it didn't even look impressive because the door like flung open immediately like it yeah and they had to like sell that this door hurt but it, it's not even locked like it would have been better if it was locked yeah and then they both go through and then they come back and, and yeah, uh, pointless pointless and yeah. into my favorite move sean a bear hug i'm so excited well you know oh god um there's a a really killer DDT from Undertaker, and I don't remember him using a lot of DDTs here, but he hits the rock with a nice DDT, goes for rem- cover. The only reason I remember that DDT is because it was in No Mercy. That was his DDT. Oh, okay. And it was a unique one. So yeah, yeah. it looks really good. But uh, then he has a tantrum after Rock kicks out on two, and that kind of ruined it for me. But it was oh, a good there, looking. There, drop. There's another dumb referee thing, and because I'm angry at this show because of the match I just had to see, I'm gonna I'm, I'm calling it. So Taker's outside, and the Rock's on the apron. They're doing you know Taker's classic apron maneuvers and shit. Yeah. And um, the referee tells Taker, who's outside the ring, get him in the ring. Talking about the Rock, who's on the apron. And isn't counting him out anyway. Like, just, what? I don't know. And then the bear hug, and the rock goes for the, 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 the rocky elbow, and Taker goozles him. That's what it's called. It's the goozle. goozle. Look it up. It's what its dumb name is, what it's called. And then, so the ref now watches the rock kick Taker directly into the dick. So the dick, the dick streak lives on with Taker. Yeah. But yeah. the referee watches the rock in a match that clearly. Has disqualifications and countouts? Maybe sometimes when he feels like it. Here he's like, uh, yeah. no, that was just that. He was probably kicking him in the inner. That was an inner thigh shot. That you, just what? Well, no, you know, why? I think. But yeah, just so I wrote. Hitting the yeah, balls I wrote, every yeah, I wrote, the ref watches Rock kick Taker in the dick, and he disqualifies the Rock. No, just kidding. He doesn't do that. But the Rock kicks out of a choke slam. I don't know. So ta- so Taker gets out now. And he sits on his bike for a while, and instead of counting him out, the referee goes out to confront him for sitting on his motorcycle for a while. And we yep. find out it's because he had a lead pipe hidden in the bike. Woo, but like, why are you, the ref goes out to confront him. Like, just stand in the ring and go, one, two, just, don't go out. He literally goes out and says, what are you doing, Taker? It's like. Okay, this ref has like, you know, usually the ref shouldn't be like confronting a fucking monster heel. Like that doesn't seem like like I just I hate when they do that shit. Right. I think so. Like because I know Hebner's fucking notorious for 
he will never like him and Triple H. Like Triple H, he probably Triple H probably bumped more for Hebner than anybody (laughs) during his reign Mm -hmm. of terror. That's just Mm -hmm. dumb. So Taker had a lead pipe hidden it, but Ric Flair comes down to make the save. Uh, But Taker no sells his offense and just gives him a big boot. Yeah, uh, but Ric Flair takes the flat back. He does. Yeah, and uh, then The Rock hits a, a pretty shitty-looking spinebuster into the shit shooter. Yeah. And now Vince is out. Vince is down here, and The Rock brings God him in it. and beats him. Uh, but then Flair hits Taker with the pipe, and then Rock hits The Rock bottom, and it's a three, and The Rock wins. And that was that was a match, technically. That happened. I yeah. I don't know what you would... You said you were fairly entertained. I gave it a four out of ten. I was not entertained by this at all. It went on... I said... Uh, it was too long, too boring. I get what they're trying to do with the whole, oh, the heels and the faces, Flair, Vince, brand split. But, like, I don't care. I didn't care for this match. I thought the match with Jericho last week was a better match for Rock than this. I wasn't. I didn't like this one at all. Yeah. Um, I thought it was decent. Uh, I thought it was, like, my second favorite match of the night, basically just because... I mean, I thought that the following two matches went too long for what they were as well. So I thought these were okay. okay. Uh, this and uh, Goldust and RVD were my favorites. This might be the Gold first Dust show we've RVD done where we have uh, pretty differing opinions. Interesting. Are we going to split? Are we going to split, bro? Are we going to split, bro? I'm, I'm going to no, turn no. on you, man. Meltzer gave this one two and a quarter. So he gave it near about what you gave it about. He gave yeah. about, you know four-ish so yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um i don't know i thought this was decent just because i wasn't bored um that's uh, you know it is what it, it's that's that's why we have opinions everyone can have their own opinion uh, un- unless you're dave Meltzer, and then you have the wrong opinion and stop well you know uh, but now we <laughs> cut to uh wwf new york and i'm gonna say that i what why would you put a heel in the role of the one who's you know like when we cut out there, like it's oh, and WF New York, what's the crowd doing? All there, it's Mister Perfect. Who's he? Who's a heel? Make no mistake, yep. he's a heel, and yeah. uh, he, the crowd's going crazy for him because everyone loves him. But he's a heel technically, so he has to do some weird heel shit, and he like slight strips a little bit, but not too much. He doesn't want to make anyone too horny. Yeah, it's just it's it, it's we like that's that's a face role. Put put a face there. Just have a face do that. Yeah, like, but do they have any faces that aren't? Over enough that have to be on the show. I don't, I don't know. even have to be over. I don't even fucking make it Raven. Maven. It's just like Raven. How do you feel about this place? So would you be like, eh. no, I said Maven while you said Raven. So mm, we have okay. What if we have? We Maven. should have. They should have had a team called Aven and Ma- Aven and Aven. Remove the first letter. Who's the which Aven is Aven? Who knows? It's chaos. No one knows. But I yeah, mean, I was Maven a bit. It was weird. Uh, we get the hype package for Angle and Hunter uh, with Stephanie's the guest referee, apparently. Yeah, I mean, this is and, at the uh, time that she was fake pregnant, and then Triple H trashed the, the wedding when they their Yeah, and again, I didn't that. watch it, but uh, it's Kurt Angle versus Triple H, <clears> but <throat> Stephanie McMahon is the... Stephanie McMahon, so she comes down and is obnoxious. She comes down to... It's fun. So she's not associated with Triple H anymore. Uh, and yet she still uses Triple H's old theme, which is yeah. weird. It's very strange. And Howard um, introduces her as McMahon Helmsley, but she corrects, she corrects him. Yeah. Yes. And I will say Stephanie was, I don't know what 
about the way she was walking with her arms held back, but it really annoyed me. <laughs> it really annoyed me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know why. I just was like, I don't like this. But so the winner of this match, okay, and here's where I get immediately confused. I'm hoping you might have some way to deconfundle me because they the winner of this match gets a title shot at Mania. So yeah. did Triple H put his spot on the line or give it up or stripped of it? Because he just won the Rumble, so he's already got a spot. Is it just is it like a pride thing? I, I think so. I think he put his spot on the line. And, okay. And then, um, so my question about that is, why, why, why would you do that? Why, why not not do that? <laughs> Just why have the match and not put your spot on the line? Okay. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I did say this is this is the peak of way too jacked Triple H, though. Oh yeah, he's for sure. fucking monstrous. And it, there's a really creepy <laughs> spot where Triple H comes <laughs> out and he does the uh, like you know he does his thing. He does his little spot. Well, he, he has one up. of the longest entrances of this era. Like yes. nowadays, this is a normal entrance, but at I mean, this time, this is yeah. It, I mean, it, it does look. It's a good one. It's good. It's a good song. The lighting effects are cool. But like, it's weird because he stands up on the on the turnbuckle when he gets in the ring, and he's looking down at Stephanie, and it's it's fairly uncomfortable because you're like that. They do that every night, don't they? I okay. Yeah, I don't. Um. I, okay. But she yeah. had a pretty creepy face going on. Yeah. Oh um, yeah, she had a fucking weird. Yeah, she's like. Also, uh, we get another spoil. Spoiler alert: King's horny, but uh, yes, for Stephanie. But also, I think he, Triple H makes him horny a little bit too, because he's just going yeah. on like, look at the figure and the physique, and it's like, King, stop, King, King. <laughs> no, no. Is he? Is he? <laughs> So uh, Kurt attempts a roll up before the bell rings and Stephanie starts counting. So the timekeeper does a quick ding, ding, ding. Like, like yeah, it yeah, starts yeah. out so weird. I, um, I do want one more preface. I always found this Triple H as a face, but he's a serious. Like, it still is a heel gimmick, but he's a face. I always thought it was weird. Like, I think as a goofy face, he's fine. Or as like the cool heel. But like, this is like a weird. And I know it doesn't last long. We're almost immediately going to transition back to, you know the reign of doom triple h but yeah this really has to do with his quad injury and coming back yeah, from that yeah and you can tell he's not trying to be a face i mean he's, he isn't he really he's I, I feel like he's a face a because you know he just came back from injury and I, I think it's not it's not him being a face i think it's just they really stephanie is so easy to hate because she's possibly the most annoying of humans ever yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, but it was weird. Uh, the crowd, I like this. They chant, take your shirt off, uh, presumably to Stephanie, since Triple H already doesn't have a shirt on. So, yes. you know, I, that would have that would have I would have been OK if they did that. You know, whatever. It's what it is. It's wrestling. Sometimes Wait, they, boobs. Come they out. just you never want. Know. No, well, they just want her to not be the referee, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know what? Probably. Uh, you're right. Good point. Eh, I, I'm sure that's all it is. I'm sure yeah. the good people of Milwaukee would have no other intentions. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah. We get into the match. Yeah. Like Sean said, Angle goes for roll up, and the the, the timekeeper's like, "Oh shit!" Down it, and yeah. so Stephanie's. There's a lot that goes on in this match. In that, it's very stupid and overbooked. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. We start out, it's not bad. The in-ring action, I like. Triple H and Kurt Angle have always, in my opinion, worked really well together. Yeah, um, sure. So the in-ring action, I think, is pretty good. Um, and the, there's a German series where he does the three Germans. And the third one looks really good because Triple H looked like he sandbagged pretty hard. 
<laughs> I've always been a fan. Like, I don't like Lesnar's German because the guys are told. You can tell they're told, hey, jump and sell for it. And I think a German yeah. looks more impactful if it's like a slow, like they're sandbagging into an impact over just a guy being flung. Yeah, that's why I like Taz's better. Also, yeah. Benoit. Yep. Well, you redacted. Sorry. Redacted. <laughs> redacted. Yes. Chris, the redacted Wolverine. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the ring axe is pretty good German. Uh, Angle take, So Angle takes HHH to Suplex City before Suplex City. More probably like Suplex Township here. It wasn't really established yet. Yeah, well, um, we get um, yeah. Triple H then goes through his you know his whole thing. He does all the, the the spine buster, the rising knee, the running knee, you know everything he does. And then uh, so Angle takes out Tim White here. So ref bump number one, and we're gonna keep count of this. Trust me, you'll find out why in about two well, minutes. Angle Angle took a he accidentally clotheslined Steph, so that's how we got Tim White. So that was technically oh, already. I'm sorry, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Triple H moves Angle with a big clothesline to Stephanie, who doesn't take it well. That looked very bad. Clearly, Stephanie is not does not know how you're supposed to take a clothesline out of the ring because she almost just jaws herself on the fucking apron and knocks herself out. Right. Sorry, but yeah, so it's the second ref bump. Tim White comes running down to be the referee. Um, and it's dumb. So Angle takes him out. It looks like it's supposed to be an accident, but it obviously wasn't. Angle just fucking decked him. And then yeah. he hits a low blow in the at the angle slam. So it's now no more Olympic slam, officially angle slam, because the Olympics don't want to be part of wrestling, which is dumb because yeah. I don't want why who cares? But um, so uh, at this point, Stephanie comes back. So she was dead. Now she's alive. Tim White's dead. She's alive. He's dead. She was dead. She's alive. She comes out. And so Triple H kicks out at two. And so the gimmick, because you got to have a gimmick, is that. It might be as dumb as the pole match, Sean. So the gimmick that they're going with is she's too hurt to do a fast count. Yeah. And so she does this big, like, like classic refs where they, like, jump up and do a one. So that's what she's doing. But if you're injured and you raise your hand just like an inch and just drop it, why can't you do that? But you can raise your whole arm slowly. No. Yeah, no, it makes no it, sense. It makes no sense, and it's dumb. Angle hits an angle lock. But then he gets kicked into Stephanie, so that's the third ref bump now. So now Stephanie's dead again. <laughs> oh, and then immediately there's four because uh, Angle hit Triple H into Tim White, and now he's outside. So there's the fourth right there. Boom. So we're at four yep. again. Every All the referees are dead. Uh, ref bump number five as uh, Stephanie just full-on elbow drops Tim White and then kicks him directly in the dick. <laughs> so that's the fifth. So that was a five, but I think that's six because that was a ref on ref bump. So I think that gets yeah. a bonus bump. So that's six. Mm-hmm. And so Triple H now is like, why did you why did you touch Tim White's penis? You're supposed to t- only mine. Remember? And <laughs> so he goes to pedigree her. Uh, but Angle hits two pretty gnarly chair shots. Oh, uh, yeah. They hits pretty- an angle slam and gets the three. And so Angle Angle wins. After five or six, if you're going off my adjusted scale of ref bumps, in yeah. what is a very convoluted match, and I still don't fully understand it, and Stephanie is now not selling any injury. She's just screaming, happy, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. And uh, also, after the match, Triple H is selling, but it looks like he's uh, spitting up a male ejaculate out of his mouth. 
<laughs> so I, 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 you know, I, I'm not saying something might have happened there that we didn't see, but I, I'm just saying it, it might have been. And I gave this a six out of ten. Meltzer gave it three and a quarter. Um, I, okay. you know, okay. He, uh, <clears throat> he said that, uh, <clears throat> like. You know, it, it was it was a decent match, and I I didn't yeah. think so. But uh, I, I thought it was. I thought the I thought the action was good. I just the the amount of referee nonsense definitely drug that down. Well, it's definitely I feel like either a Pat Patterson match or somebody else who likes to do ridiculous yes. shit like that. But it was fourteen, almost fifteen minutes, and most yeah. of it was that. Like Angle clotheslining Steph is just a couple minutes into this thing, yeah, and then it nonstop for the rest of the match. Yeah, I don't know. So I, the end reaction, like if maybe if they didn't do all that stupid ref stuff, maybe it would have been better in your opinion. Yeah. I don't know. it was what it is. I I liked it. I thought it was good. The ref nonsense was a bit much, but um, yeah. So apparently, as of now. Angle is now going to WrestleMania, which, again, as we find out by Mania, he is going to Mania uh, to fight Kane. <laughs> so something horrible happens in the next couple weeks that I don't remember <laughs> because I don't remember any of this happening. I just remember it was Triple H Jericho. I don't I didn't remember Kurt Angle being so involved at this point yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if they change plans or if they just don't know what they're going to do yet. I have no idea what if the you know what's going on, but I'm sure Meltzer uh, will enlighten us at some point. I'm sure it happens on a RAW or something. Maybe Rick yeah, Flair. Yeah, uh, but then we get a ve- immediately very weird because uh, <laughs> Angle basically he's now outside the arena, like seconds yeah, after he's already car. gone, and he's he gets on his car and he's like, "Is my car ready?" Uh, something about I'm uh, going to WrestleMania. Woo! It's going to be an Angle. It, he just leaves. He drives off. It's like, well, that was. Yep. Why? <laughs> what? What is the purpose of this? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's like those. It's like the, it's like an angle in EWR we make just because we have to get the minimum amount of slots. We're like, I Triple H comes out and doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I just need to fill a fucking spot. <laughs> Limo arrival. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, angle drives off, and uh, he didn't put his seatbelt on. He's not wearing. Clo- he's wearing his wrestling attire. And yeah. uh, just off he goes. So that yeah. that's that's happened. And uh, yeah, now we get another. This is I think this is my favorite NWO skit of the night because I think The Rock yeah. is fucking hilarious in this one. Um, yeah, yeah. He, uh, so he comes out and does basically everybody's. Well, he doesn't say much to Nash, really. He, but uh, uh, yeah, so so the rock the rock is in the back. He's oh my neck hurts a little bit. Oh, Hogan comes up at the NWO. He's like, "You're my you're my kid's favorite wrestler. You get a picture with me." And Brock's like, "Yeah, here's a picture." And then Hogan says something to the effect of, "Wow, oh, my son has terrible taste in wrestlers." Oh, he says he says so much for the people's taste. Oh yeah, okay yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, so then the rock yeah. does the does what the rock does. Whoa whoa whoa. What did you? What did what did the Rock's enemy say about the Rock when the Rock was listening to the Rock's enemy say about the Rock? Yes, we know you're the Rock. Thank you, sir. Uh, but yeah, yeah. He, if some funny stuff. He calls uh, he calls Hall Razor, Chica, mm-hmm. Razor Ramon, Nash. He calls Diesel, Big Daddy Cool Diesel, Toot Toot. I thought that was I, that one got me. That one made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, but that's an entirely different individual. That's Tugboat. Rock should know better. Yeah, you'd think. And then he does the candy ass thing and leaves. 
And I said, I assume this is to tease a Hogan Rock thing, which we, we know is true. <laughs> Although I do have yeah. a question. I, I thought that initially, wasn't Austin supposed to work with Hogan? And Austin straight up said, I'm not working with Hogan. Like, I swear um, that happened at some point. I'm not sure. I think Austin did want to work with Hogan, but something I have to look into there. it because, like, I swear, like, I know Michaels didn't. And, well, Michaels did when he came back. He wanted to work best of three, and Hogan went, no, brother, I got to go over in one, brother. And I swear, I thought the plan was for Austin and Hogan. I'll have to, I'll have to look it up because I thought I recall something about Austin being like, I'm not Maybe fucking working was- with Hogan. And then they slipped the rock into that spot, but... Maybe it was Hogan that didn't want to work with Austin because I was under the impression that Austin got upset that he was put with Hall. I mean, we know that he was, but I think he yeah. was upset that he didn't get the Hogan <laughs> slot. And Rock did. Maybe, yeah, I, I don't remember. I'll have, I'll have to look it up. We can we'll we'll have that info for Mania if there is any out there. We'll have that. But um, again, we got uh, yeah. So Chris Two Belts, that's his name. He was Two Belts before Becky ever did that shit. I was waiting oh, yeah. to ring, and he's he's got full blown uh, disgusted Jericho look the whole way. Just and uh, yeah, it's perfect when he's got the uh, when he's doing the Y two J pose, and he has a belt for each arm. You know, yep. yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. look. Yep, and uh, again we get this the weird porn music. Don't know why. Can they, <clears> yeah, someone make a uh, poor choice? Yeah, I I I want to work for. I I hope it was an intern or somebody unpaid because if not, I need their job for going through the library to pick songs to scrub the network. With yeah, like what songs. is the porniest sound I got? This is this one. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, undisputed title match: Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Le Champion Christopher Jericho. Yeah, I mean, I I liked the way this match started. I think it went too long. It was the longest match of the night. It was over 21 minutes, but um, I think this one actually ended up. I, th- I have to look at my all my scores, but I think I rated this one the highest of the night. I was actually thoroughly entertained throughout. It did go a little bit long. Yes, I, I can agree to that. Uh, but it didn't have any like lulls in it. It was mostly j- so. I, do you remember Stone Cold ever doing this many chops? Like I don't even remember him doing fucking chops ever. Well, no. But in Meltzer's review of the match, I think he said there were sixty-two in total between the two guys. There's uh, yeah, like I so don't ever remember Austin doing the knife edge chops, but <clears throat> holy shit, he does them here. And I like the beginning. I like again. Uh, so Jericho kind of throw back to the rock thing. He does the, the he flips Austin off at the beginning, kind of like he did the rocks hand thing. Yeah, uh, Jericho's such a good heel. He's so good at being at this. And I, again, I like this. I like this one more than the rock Jericho match from last month, uh, just because I feel like last month Jericho needed everything and more to win. Whereas yeah. so Jer- spoiler alert, Jericho wins this match, too. It is due to shenanigans. Uh, right. But it's not quite as egregious, I don't think. It makes more sense here. Uh, we'll get mm-hmm. to that. But yeah, there, there's just uh, there's a lot of chops. And so it's weird. Like, Austin has some weird thing in this match where he's like, got to do it again. Because, like, he does the chops, and then he does, like, a bunch. Then he hits his head on the, you know, the turnbuckle, but he does that for, like, 20 seconds. Then he hits it on the middle one. And then the <laughs> bottom one for a while, and the crowd says, what, every time? That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't. That was, that was great. I don't remember Austin doing this many chops. He isn't. He isn't Walter Gunther. I mean, sorry, uh, but they look. <laughs> they're pretty good for me. Not, yeah. not remembering him ever doing them. They're they're effective. Um, Jericho gets some chops in. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin, Austin did so, some 
superplexes off of three of the turnbuckles, which <clears throat> I not the fourth. liked the first two. The third one really pissed me off because Chris Jericho just stood the fuck up before well, he so, went. Yeah, that's going to come up in a bit, but it was weird. Yeah, he goes for it, and he does a superplex off one turnbuckle, then another, and then the third. And at that point, I'm like, oh, he's going for four. Cool, but no, just three. Like, well, that's, yeah. that's weird. He goes so Austin goes for a pin and then another pin, and then Jericho pulls the ref. So we get another ref bump. Yay, ref bumps! Jericho. Goes yeah, for that's my problem with this match is that we get too many of them in a match that just had too many of them. And yeah, I mean, like, yeah. So again, I mean, here I say good. again, so many chops, so many, so many chops. Um, and I, I do like it though. So Jericho, I like the way they book him in the matches. He's holding his own. If not, it might be maybe. It's almost 50-50 so far. Maybe a little bit skewed to Austin. He's getting off more chops, but they're right. they're not they're not booking Jericho like a like a joke. Which is I which I recall a lot of people remember back to this time like oh Jericho is an undisputed champion. They just booked him as a joke. And I'm like at least in the matches it seems like they're not. Maybe in you know the backstage shenanigans kind of he's stepping oh, yeah. his bitch basically. But like in the actual matches he's definitely holding his own. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. The the uh I think my problem with this match is that it it's a lot of pieces of it other than the the parts that you talked about where Austin is like doing he's working the corners of the ring doing the same spots over and over again which yeah. is kind of a thing for the fans I guess. He's making yeah, sure I that each it. person in the crowd can get their camera angle of whatever the fuck he's doing maybe. Yeah. But um like between the ref bumps and then once they go out like uh and start fighting in the stands i'm yes, like okay i've seen all of this stuff in other matches so right. far um, like, there is a really there is a cool spot in there um austin hits a uh spine buster and it might be the best looking spine buster i've ever seen uh, because he didn't follow through he just fucking like whipped him down it looked really the good one onto the belt? uh no th- that was later there's one earlier where it's it's like it's 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 spinebuster esque. It, it's almost like an Alabama slam, like whip like move, okay. but it's it's in a spinebuster. And like Austin doesn't follow through; he just fucking that. drops him. It was Arn it was Anderson. pretty, but then yeah, but then there's an ugly power slam counter by Austin where uh, he almost doesn't catch Jericho, so that that wasn't good. <laughs> um, and then some very scary lion salts here. Jericho hits two lion salts, but Austin oh. is too far away from Jericho. He is at least, he is about three quarters of the way across the ring, and uh, yep. Jericho almost fucking Hayabusa's himself twice <laughs> because Jericho's the lion salt looks amazing, and it looks good when they're at the middle of the ring or a little closer, so Jericho can get height to flip. The long right. range, what you can tell, he's like fuck, he's really far away, and so he's pushing off further with the less of an angle. It, it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't look good, and it's scary. No. Um, so did, that wasn't great. Um, Jericho counters the, the jumping cock press into a spine buster. Mm-hmm. Luthes press, cock, cock smash, either or. I think they both are fitting titles. Um, yeah, and, yeah. yeah, and so I said, here we go. Neat, a ref bump. Never seen one of those before. <laughs> <laughs> Jer- so Jericho yeah. goes to get his belt, and he hit, and Austin hits Jericho, and they sandwich Hebner in the corner. Uh, but Jericho still has the belt. Uh, but it backfires, and then Austin hits a spinebuster onto the belt, uh, but Jericho kicks yeah. out. And then the skull-crushing yeah. finale. I remember he did that move for, like, two weeks. 
<laughs> yeah. They tried to make that his finisher. Thank God it didn't stick because I I still think it's a stupid move. Um, is there a fucking Judas effect at one point in this match? There's a spot where Jericho throws an elbow after a whip to Austin and it's his right arm after he swings around. Maybe. I do, I don't recall I don't recall seeing it specifically, but it, it's possible. It's like the same way that he throws that elbow. And I was like, "Huh, that's interesting." Yeah, uh, but then after after the the they call it the breakdown. It's the skull crushing finale. That's just what it is. Um, another ref bump, cool. So that's what three in this match now, and five in the last match. <laughs> um, and this time, yeah. so it, it's weird. So Jericho goes for a face buster, like you know how he sets up the lion salt with the face buster. Yeah, and Austin ducks, and somehow missing someone ducking the you know where you kind of push their head down. Uh, actually turns into you just clubbing the referee aggressively about the head. Yeah. So it wasn't really, he could just ran into him. It, it was weird. And Austin then locks in the, I call it the walls of lion tamer. Cause it's kind of like Austin can't lock in the walls because his knees are fucked. So he yeah. can't get into the crouch. And so he does like a high angle Boston crab that looks like a lion tamer. I feel like it would have been better if they just, had him just do the lion tamer, right? Right. Straight up would have been better. So it was, it, yeah, it's like a loose Boston crab. It, it it looks okay. It doesn't like some 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 looks like shit. At least it looked good. Um, uh, but Jer- yeah, Jericho taps better than when the Rock does it. Yeah, like the Rock Jericho taps. So Austin made Jericho tap to the walls of the lion tamer of Austin, and uh, she let he lets go because. In wrestling, if you think you win, you can stop and just move on, even though you know that you just saw the ref get thrown out of the ring aggressively. Um, yeah. So he lands in. So Jericho goes to hit a title shot. Austin hits the stunner, um, and then we get the the finish, which is what we were kind of expecting the whole time. the 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 new world order of wrestling, brother. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they run out yeah. and uh, they do a very sh- so. I will say, they all run out. And they uh, beat on Austin. Austin basically fights them all off for yeah. They, probably they all bump for him, like all three of them do. Uh, but in the middle of this, uh, Hall hits two of the ugliest cutter stunners I've ever seen. Yes, uh, they're very bad, and I I don't like them. Uh, but so they t- they leave. They they beat up Austin, leave, and Jericho you know gets the three to retain the title. And here's where it gets a little annoying to me because Jericho wins. I get that they're going to say, oh, well, it was cheese, cheat. It was interfered, but, but like they, they basically said Jericho Stone Cold had Jericho beat, but like the ref was still out of the ring. So tactically, like in the amount of time it, t- it took the ref to get up, like totally feasible. Jericho would have kicked out at that point. So right. kind of dumb putting that over. And also Jericho wins. And then we don't nothing. He's gone immediately. He's fucking just shuffled off to the back. Because yep. we got to put the NWO over. Fuck our champion. Doesn't matter. The NWO's here. Well, I mean, maybe he got in his car to follow Kurt Angle. Maybe. So I actually gave this one a 7.5 out of 10. I thought it was good. The ref bumping was annoying. It wasn't as obnoxious as the previous match because it was like three referees taking bumps and a referee beating up another referee. Uh, but I thought it was good. I liked it. I thought. You know, it did go on a little long. It was what, 20, 21, 20, something like that, 20 minutes-ish. They could have cut out maybe five minutes and it would have been better. But th- 
I thought they were brawling and doing stuff the whole time. And so I wasn't bored by this. Like I was with rock taker where there was just a lot of nothing happening for a bit. Um, Meltzer gave it three stars out of five, um, but he had something interesting in his notes. Apparently in the arena after the pay-per-view ended, everybody else in the NWO left. Uh, but when Austin recovered, they sent Hall out by himself to the ring to get a stunner. Uh, and okay. that the show ended live with Austin pouring beer all over Hall. Uh, apparently the plan was for Hall to take the stunner, but the pouring beer was impromptu. And Nash was really upset about that because oh, he... Uh, well, no, I, I guess Hall was on anti-alcohol medicine and the smell or taste of beer made him vomit. Because <laughs> like, so? the medication was intentionally supposed to make him sick so that he wasn't allowed to drink. Right. And so it made him really sick. I mean, you know what? Uh, Here's what I'm going to say. Austin, the biggest star in wrestling probably since Hogan, possibly, in my opinion, bigger than Hogan, <clears throat> just, you know, sat there and let you guys do your NWO. It was, it was the Goldberg spot. The exact yeah. same as Goldberg. Well, so like, you know what? It's fine. You know, he said that the, the he's like, they require some massive sense of disbelief that 50 wrestlers backstage who all hate these guys are twiddling their thumbs while they do a three on one and humiliate the company's biggest star. But it yeah, did like, you, work like right there, you, The Rock, you would think that would have been The Rock's cue to come out and make the save, but right. Yeah, yeah but we go, we go off air. Yeah, we go off the air with NWO standing tall over Austin. We don't get to see Austin's comeback. Obviously, that was just to send the fans home happy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I gave. I thought it was a good match. Seven and a half out of ten is where I put that one. I liked it. Yeah, um, like I said, Meltzer gave it three stars. It it was it it did what it needed to do, I guess, to debut the NWO as heels. Um, I just I don't know. I just yeah, my opinion on it. I just it, it annoys me that a Austin had to basically sell for these guys that no one wanted there in the first place, being like yeah. you know the biggest in the company. And also, I felt bad for Jericho because Jericho left WCW primarily because. Right. Of being, you know, the NWO was there. If you weren't in the NWO, you weren't anything. And so he left. And now here he is as the champion, still taking a backseat to the fucking NWO. <laughs> yep. So, well, yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, luckily, as we know, uh, this doesn't last long at all in this form. Basically, I think what by the month after Mania, all three of these guys are not in the NWO. And it's a totally different group of people who are now the NWO. Basically, I think Nash gets <clears throat> injured, and that's why he's out. Hall right. gets fired. Hogan turns back red and yellow. So yeah, yeah, in a couple months, yeah, I think by May it is Big Show, X Pac, Shawn Michaels. Isn't it? Is, wasn't Credible part of it too? Uh, no, no, I don't know. Not. Oh, that no, know. that was the X Factor group. Yes. Later. Okay. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then like it grew and like a, a bunch of rant like Booker T would join it. It was just yeah, it was weird. And luckily it went away quickly and that we never, ever saw the NWO again, kind of, except in that Sting match, which made no fucking weird. sense because Sting and the NWO were not friends. They were enemies. That was the whole point of Sting is he wasn't with the NWO. So why except are they coming the out to make this? The oh, that, that's a whole other dumb match that made me angry. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, so, I, no as I, as, so I kind <laughs> of expanded a little bit here. So like I said, I, if I recall, I'll have to check. I swear Nash got injured. I thought it was a quad tear. Maybe it was something else, but he doesn't wrestle at Mania, and I thought that's why, because he got hurt. 
And then Austin, I, I put, I thought Austin was supposed to work with Hogan. He said, no, I'm good. And then he ended up working with Hall, which also he didn't want to do. And then The Rock got put in the Austin spot. I'll have to, I'll have to do some research into that before the next show. Because I don't remember where I read that. Like, I know I read it somewhere, but I read a lot of things. So I could have been a fucking crazy person online that I read it off of. Rumor and innuendo. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> I've got his book. I guess I can check that. I don't remember when that came out. Um, oh, the Austin book? Yeah, the Stone Cold Truth, I believe it's yeah, called. That was, that, it came out, um, around, I don't know, near about the same time Foley's for Because Foley's was the test book, and then they were going to do him, The Rock, and Austin. Of course, Mick's the only one that actually wrote his book. The other two were ghostwritten, but... Well, you know. And Mix um, was so, by yeah. far the best. But yeah, so I gave this show, overall, a 4 out of 10. I was severely underwhelmed. I didn't expect yeah. to be, because I, like, I remember fondly back to this time, but like for a show that had The Rock versus Taker, Kurt Angle versus Triple H, and Jericho and Austin, like, it, it wasn't a good show, in my opinion. No. And uh, the readers of the Observer agree with you. Uh, they got a twelve point six percent thumbs up, a fifty five point eight percent thumbs down, and a twenty five point five percent thumbs in the middle. So seventy five percent of people either said it was okay or bad. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and that's what I thought. Yeah, and I'm like, being at the go home pay per view before Mania, I was, I was like, I was severely like, this just doesn't. I don't, I don't know about that one. Um, I, my kind of synopsis is. The only matches I thought personally were above average were Angle, uh, Triple H, and then Austin Jericho. I said everything else ranged from actually just terrible to eh. And I, I get the okay. setups that they're trying to set up Mania, but also I feel like they don't know what they want at Mania, so they're just throwing shit out. Um, I didn't like the NWO stuff. It was weird. I thought I don't know, again, what it was. Austin didn't want their beer, and that made them hate him. That's why they don't I don't know. It was weird that Austin, mm-hmm. I feel bad for Austin having to do all this. You know, he, he he got fired from WCW via fax during the NWO's thing. And now he's over here, you know, just getting Goldberg by them. And then I just, I, here's where I go. I don't like Hogan. Everyone knows I don't like Hogan. I've never liked Hogan. Um, but I just, I hate it because at this point now, Austin, who's still, Austin proved tonight he can still move around. He doesn't have the same mobility, but he he moves and bumps tonight. And you're putting yeah. him, you're putting a guy over him that's been old for 20 fucking years at this point. <laughs> He's been old for 20 years by this point. Who can't move or bump or do anything. And you're immediately bringing him in when nobody wanted him to put him over your top star. Like, I totally get why Austin was pissed at this. Like, I would have also been pissed. And I think Vince is lucky Austin didn't just fucking leave again. Yeah. Well, I mean, Meltzer said nothing on the show was awful, but nothing was really great. No, nope, that's was not good. true. Well, yeah, actually, I thought the Booker T test match was pretty You know awful. what? Actually, maybe he's just not counting the Regal Edge match as a match. Maybe he just it doesn't even acknowledge it as happening. No, so remember, maybe he that'd thought be true. that was good. Remember, he thought that was good. No, no. He no, gave it like two and no. a quarter stars. <laughs> How about no stars? I, I'm not so going to be said, that guy who goes negative stars. But no, but, he did agree with you in the regard. He said even what was good 
were matchups that usually would have been better due to the yeah. standard of WWF pay-per-view shows. It was a huge letdown, particularly since the company has a history of great February shows leading up to mania yeah. in hindsight, the main event finish in some form had to go as it did to set up where they were going for mania. But there was some disappointment that there wasn't a more shocking angle, a simple yep. outside interference heel win that pretty much was the same as every other main event heel win pay-per-view in the WWF. Obviously, they couldn't do it two days in a row, and that mass audience on free TV is when it should have been done. The television finish where the NWO spray-painted their initials on the back of Austin was new for the WWF, but a total reprise of old WCW. For people who thought the NWO was yesterday's news, this made it seem more of that. Yep. For people who forgot the NWO had become yesterday's news three years ago and are in a fresh <laughs> right. environment with all new opponents... Nope. For those people, it was the right finish to get where they were going as they debuted their trademark spot on Top Star in the company. Uh, Austin and The Rock both got their verbal points in on the NWO backstage confrontations. The one with The Rock was in many ways the highlight of the show. When uh, it was over, yeah. I thought there was nothing, no interview, no match on the show as entertaining as William Regal's interview on Heat, where he talked about the Nux as a grisly tool of destruction. <laughs> 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 yeah, so th yeah, this show was it was not not good, and as I I can't not give three stars. It's part of my thing. It's a, it's a gimmick, brother. You got to do it. There, there weren't many choices here, from my point of view. I gave three. I gave the third star to Angle because Angle always is good. Um, I could have been yeah. Triple H, but I, I think Angle kind of you know Angle's better than Triple H, so he got the star from that. Okay. And then two was Jericho, one was Austin. Again, probably could have put them either way. But I gave Austin one specifically because I felt bad. He had to fucking, you know, sell for uh, 78-year-old Hulk Hogan who's been 80 years old for 70 years. Don't do the math, but it, it, it adds up. <laughs> and uh, he had to take those shitty cutters from a hall. I just I was like, he had oh, to sell yeah. that? That poor man. So Aust yeah, Austin's the star, star of the show, but the, no one really, it wasn't, it's not something to be proud of being the best the you know, star of this show and the whole show kind of was <laughs> bad. Yeah, it was. I mean, I'd say, I'd say RBD probably got the biggest pop of the show. He was the most over, I'd say, even over yeah, Austin. He probably had the, the best work of the show as a, <clears throat> as a worker. But yeah, I so, mean, the readers of the Observer said the Austin Jericho match was the best and the, and the uh, Taz and Spike Dudley versus Booker T and uh, Test was the worst. And that's pretty much uh, easy consensus to come to, I think. Yeah, and we're we're moving straight on in. The next uh, next pay per view we do from this era is going to be uh, WrestleMania X eight. Yes, because because that's that is actually how they stylized it. They're the Roman numeral ten, but then the number eight because why not? Fuck it. Well, and for seventeen, remember they spelt out the word seven. They wrote yes. X dash seven. Seven. -E yeah, I don't know. What the, uh, yeah, I don't know what the fuck was going on. And then after this, we just they just do Roman numerals for a while until I think they the number gets yeah, and it's just WrestleMania. It's like oh yeah, yeah. They, it, they so the reason, yeah, the reason behind that for real, we're not making this up, is because Vince doesn't want it to sound old. That's why he banned uh, the what like it was something the about granddaddy like, of them all. Yeah, yeah. they call that. it the grandest yeah. stage of them all now. Yeah. You can't yeah, call it can't the granddaddy of them all anymore. Yeah, because it's old and Vince is old. Like I, you know, it's dumb though because the whole point of a big event like that is it's impressive that this has happened this many times. That's the point of the fucking thing. I, I don't know, but yeah, we're coming up to that and we're gonna have uh, that event, and um, I bet we will love it and not be bored in any way at any point. 
he says. Well, you know, there's there's definitely some questionable points in that one, but it is I mean, pretty good I'm gonna, mania. I'm going to be interested because I don't know that I've ever actually watched the Rock Hogan match. Like, I've seen bits, so I don't know if I've ever seen it. I'm interested to see because I, I know from what I've heard, it's, it's, it's Hogan. So the match quality itself, no. But I've heard just like the buzz around it, and like the for some reason they fucking like turn they the crowd turns both guys, and it'll, yeah. it'll be interesting because that's basically the beginning of the fucking that's like kind of like the seeds of the Hollywood Rock, right? Where he starts healing it up because he's pissed. He's like, "Why are you cheering Hogan instead of me? You fucking idiots!" Right. And then we and get I mean, the Hollywood the- Rock, which is the I think is the best rock. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good it's a good version of the Rock. He should have done it longer. Yes, but yeah, or we'll he should do that. It but yeah, just I, I'm just I'm I'm glancing ahead at the card and yeah, like just in the middle of the show, Kurt Angle versus Kane. So like, I really want to know what the fuck happens to make Angle go from he beat Triple H for a title shot to yeah, you're the fourth match on the show against Kane now, and you get ten right. minutes. <laughs> I'm actually surprised. I'm looking at these times also a little bit ahead, and uh, not one match at Mania goes over 20 minutes. Oh, nice. That's uh, that's actually kind of probably a good thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was um, this whole show. I know we kind of spoiled what we're talking about next week, but we've already told well, you. That's not, that's not actually next week. That'll be uh, or, two well, weeks no, from next now. Two, yeah, two March weeks. Mania. Yeah, we're gonna watch yeah. a lot of Mania, and I hope it's not all terrible. <laughs> Next week, my uh, our quote unquote surprise show, uh, mm, we're yes, going yes. to do the uh, first live event we ever went to, which is the Raw is War from February twenty sixth, two thousand one, at the America West Arena in Phoenix, Arizona. We was so eleven years old at that time. Well, yeah, ten or eleven. I don't know. Math is hard. I was ten. I think I was no, eleven. I was nine. I didn't turn. Yeah. I Maybe I was math. ten. I don't know. We we were in we were <laughs> Cub Scouts, and we liked wrestling. That was the extent of our pers- personas oh, yeah. at that time. Yeah. So I mean, I think that'll be a, a a fun one to go back and watch. I think it'll be interesting a- to go back. Yeah, interesting to go back because all I remember from that entire show is Undertaker and Kane were standing up on the entrance ramp. That's all I remember. <laughs> they had their arms crossed and they stared and watched a match for, yeah. I think, the number one contender. Yeah, they were I, I number one so. contenders or so. I, I, I think know. so. I remember no, that. It, it, and it I remember Trish and a mop bucket. So that's a good thing for nine year olds to watch. Um, yeah, yep, absolutely. But yeah, that was, uh, we'll do that one. That'll be good. And it'll be nice to not do a three plus hour show, if I'm honest. <laughs> well, yeah, it'll be uh, two hours minus commercials. So probably like, an, well, actually, I, we get commercials because of Peacock, but we don't have to like, yeah, they're not like full blown, like three four so. minute wrestling commercials, right? It's, yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, for now, give us a like and subscribe on YouTube over at uh, and you know, ring that notify bell too, everybody. You know that whole thing. Uh, over at talkingsmark.com is an easy way to get there. You can find all of these things there. Actually, it's a link tree now. Follow us over on Twitter at talking underscore smart. New episodes drop every Friday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Please consider giving us a five-star review or rating, you know, or a positive review, you know, whatever. Give us yeah, give thumbs us, up. You know. Whatever your platform does, just do it. Yeah. But, you know, if you if you didn't like it, you don't have to say anything, you know. But if you did like it, you say, yeah, say it, something. We're, we're not know, saying that cool. if you didn't like it, tell us you didn't like it. Tell us why. Uh, but we're telling you don't do that. We don't want to. We don't want negativity in our lives. Yeah. 
Yeah. Although uh, no one will know because you know, you if this goes up on YouTube, they just remove. They don't tell you how many people didn't like it anymore. Oh yeah, they don't. <laughs> I think we can see it, but they can't. Yeah, see we can. No one else can see it. But yeah, so just yeah. just like just, I don't know why you wouldn't like everything. We're yeah, just like know, oh. We're kind of like, like give, us a, yeah. give us a like on Facebook over at facebook.com yeah. slash talking smart wrestling. Uh, do that, yeah, do that one. Uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash talking smart. We're gonna do some streams soon. Tony's keep saying that, but yeah, my internet's done. fixed. I, I got it fixed, so I, my streams have been well successful in that I didn't drop frames lately, so I nice. think we're getting close. Uh, if you got questions, comments, show suggestions, or, you know, any of that kind of good stuff, you can contact us on any of the social media platforms we just mentioned or at talking smart wrestling at gmail.com. But, uh, for now we're going to get out of here. Yep. Fuck this show. <laughs> There's no way out. <laughs> <laughs>